This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Oh, yeah. Uh, the border is closed. The border is secure. Do you have any plans? to visit the border. I, at some point, you know... I, You've had over 150, 170,000 illegal apprehensions in the month of March alone. We are going to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. The border is secure. Look, it's way down now. Secure. And we had about twelve to 13,000 people under the bridge. Last April, there were about 17,000 people who were apprehended. This April... More than 170,000. Uh, the border is closed. A lot of them are going to Miami, Fort Lauderdale, West Palm Beach, Orlando. Closed. And the hospitals are having a competition for bed space between illegal immigrants and American citizens. When are you going to the border, Vice President? Not today. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, God. You know, I'm going to set my alarm. I'm going to have that as my alarm tone. Are you? Yeah, the yeah. laugh? Oh, gosh, you'll definitely get up to run across the room to make it turn off. I'll get up. This Rick Stacy border montage brought to you by his free time. <laughs> it's great. All right. House Republicans yesterday voted to advance their impeachment articles against that guy who keeps saying the border is secure when we know it damn well it's not secure and 307,000 people crossed in December. Yeah, and a to- total of 9.8285 million crossed since Biden's been in office. But he says the border is secure. What took him so long to get to this point? Well, I mean, I, you know, I don't know if they're going to get an impeachment. It's If it goes to the Senate, it's dead. But the point being is why can't they just fire somebody that this guy didn't yeah. do his job? He's lying to everybody. He's, he's a stooge. Why don't they just, I don't understand how it works. Maybe, so I'm speaking out of the side of my mouth here, but fire the guy. If you can't impeach him, you know, it's ridiculous. Well, what's the difference between the impeachment and the firing? Dude, I don't know. I, I figured know. the impeachment's just a fancy political way to say, get out, you're done, you're not doing this anymore. Just bring him in Idiot. the office, tell him what they tell other people, you're going in a different direction, you're not included, get out. Get your like box and get out. A lot of times they just draft the articles of impeachment and nothing happens because they're like, here's your public wrist slap, now back to not doing your job. Anyway, the move sets up a vote on the articles of impeachment by the full House of Representatives through the date of that vote has not been set yet. Should be sometime next week. The House Homeland Security Committee considered its resolution claiming Mayorkas has committed high crimes and misdemeanors for his handling of the southern border. They have to prove that if they do in, in an impeachment trial. I don't think that's going to happen. The, but the, the real, real incredible thing about this is you got to think about it. They impeached Trump over a phone call. Did anybody die because of Trump's phone call? Do you remember that? No, yeah. nobody died, right? I think it was zero. 
So now they're trying to impeach a guy who's responsible for the border and the security of our country. He's the director of Homeland Security. Thousand people have died at the border trying to get over here because President Biden keeps inviting them because they want a new voting block. And nothing, nothing. They're fighting it. As a matter of fact, it's gotten so out of hand now that back during Trump's presidency, there was this rumor going around that President Trump wanted alligators in a moat along the southern border an electrified fa- I mean listen to this 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 is it diarrhea gas floating oh, that's not it <laughs> same thing that's what they're telling you here we go okay it was a lie president trump blasted a report published in the new york times wednesday which detailed some of the president's reported recommendations to stem immigration according to the times article the president allegedly suggested in march they shoot migrants in the lakes to slow them down and also reportedly talked about fortifying a border wall with a water-filled trench stocked with snakes or alligators, adding he wanted the wall electrified with spikes on top that could pierce human flesh. Never said it, never thought of it, and I actually put out something on social media today. I said, I'm tough on the border, but I'm not that tough. You know, what's funny is, uh, just in case, because I do this a lot, I went to all the fact-checking websites. You know, there's no addressing that claim anywhere because it's false. At one time, all that stuff was littered all over Snopes and and factcheck.org and PolitiFact. Now you can't find it. Maybe you're better than I and you can find it, but I couldn't find it anywhere because it was a lie. It was complete fabrications. But even to this day, even to this day, we got Democrats like this. Okay. Easy. (laughs) (laughs) Acting like if this whole thing were actually true. Here's, uh, let me see if I got the right guy here. This is Democrat Robert Garcia from California. Our leader. Okay, that's not it. Here it is. Let me see. I want to remind the public that Donald Trump and House Republicans also have their own ideas for the border. So let's review the majority's border ideas that they've actually presented. Okay, remember, this didn't happen. It was a complete fabrication much like the horses whipping migrants down at the, the right. Border Patrol whipping migrants down at the border, uh, all that stuff. So this guy did this this week, this Garcia guy. Here they are. Donald Trump actually has said that he wants to build alligator moats along the border. That's one of his incredible ideas. Another idea that Donald Trump has promoted is he actually wants to electrify the border fence and maybe even put some spikes on the border. That's another Donald Trump and MAGA majority border idea. Another idea, which I'm not sure how how well it would go, is he wants to actually bomb northern Mexico with missiles. That's another Trump idea. Well, dude, don't make MAGA sound cooler than it already is, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a great idea. By the way, have you seen the border crossing between Gaza and Egypt? Yeah, you talk about a wall, man. That thing is huge. It's got razor blades and barbed wire. It's like... It's it's pretty much the only thing that's missing is the moat. But we can get that done real quick. There's water right there in the Rio Grande. We can siphon some off, throw the alligators from Florida in there. Great idea. That's where you go dump all the alligators that you find. Forget Lake Jessup. Go put them there. We got these mushy, gushy, squishy liberals that come out now and like... For our leader to say those things, it's absolutely terrible. Carla Krauss is a San Diego-based immigration attorney who volunteers to help migrants understand their constitutional rights. You know what's funny is this is the very lady that... uh, There was a story yesterday from... I think it was New York. No, it was Illinois. Um, The mayor of uh, Chicago 
Brandon Johnson came out and said, well, we can each just ask. They did this whole thing, a program where if you're affluent and you live in a suburb, you can sign up to help the cause, help Chicago by taking in a migrant into your beautiful suburban home. So all these, the people who sponsored the bill were rich people in the suburbs of Chicago. The bill was, not a bill, it's, it's a program. The program was funded by Mayor Johnson. It was put up. Not one of these a-holes I was gonna signed say, up for Not one. And I, I got gar- 20 guest rooms. You want to stay with me? And I guarantee you this squishy, mushy liberal lawyer right here is one of them. Right. Yeah, that's great. I want to help the migrants because it's, it's not in my house. <laughs> Dan Goldman. He's a Democrat. He's This guy's just a, what a mess. Who is he? He's a Democrat congressman. Okay. Uh, he's obviously uh, talking about, he he has a new tactic here, which is really kind of weird. See what you think of this. He's going with the, you know, you're right about Mallorca's tactic, but don't impeach him because it embarrasses us. Listen. What you are upset about is that Secretary Mayorkas rescinded prior executive orders that were working. And you have a right to be upset about that. And you have a right to talk about that. And you have a right to express your dissatisfaction in any way you you choose. And you have a right to make that case to the American people so that they vote Secretary Mayorkas and this president out of office in November if that's ultimately what the people believe. Do not have a right to demean this institution, to bastardize the impeachment clause of the Constitution. It's funny because that's the same guy that was, these are the people, these people that are talking like him, are the same people that, again, voted to impeach President Trump for a phone call. But yeah. now we're embarrassing them because this is not right. Come on, man. Really? You know, people are not that dumb. I know we got a lot, lot of dumb people here, mm. but the, the ones that matter that are actually working and stuff right now, contributing are not that stupid. So who are you talking to? Plus the tactic about, yeah, we know the guy should get fired, but don't use this 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 assembly here to fire him with. It's embarrassing. That little <laughs> punk. Unbelievable. <laughs> him. All right. We're done. Don't you understand? We're done as a nation. This guy. We got a. I haven't heard from him in a long time. Hope he's all right. Uh, this is just an example of what's going on around the country. New York City police officers criticized the recent catch and release of a group of migrants allegedly captured on video attacking two police officers near Times Square over the weekend. Oh, I saw that. In Times Square, there's a detention, not a detention center, a migrant center, illegal migrants. Wow. I mean, they're throwing everybody out. You know, you have a you you have a place like a park, or you have like a recreation center for your kids. They're uh-uh. tossing the kids out. Yep. All taxpayers have paid for all the crap, and they're putting migrant tents in there. Correct. So Times Square has one of these uh, places where migrants can go and just sleep on the floor. John Shell, the NYPD chief of patrol, called Saturday's attack irreprehensible. Irre- what happened was there was a call of about eight migrants beating each other up in the street. Police showed up. And then all of a sudden, the migrants started beating the cops. Cops had guns. They could have shot them all, which I wish they should have, because you strike an officer, all bets are off. But no, you know, we have, we'll tell you about that in just a second. So the NYPD chief got out there, John Shell, and voiced his frustration. You know why? Because not only do we have all these illegals spread out all over New York because Biden won't enforce uh, border law, but... The four that got arrested for kicking cops in the face, three of them were let out in six hours. 
Go to China and try to hit an officer. See what happens. Yeah, you don't get out. Go to China and try to fight. See what right. happens. Yeah, so uh, another one is still in custody, but should be out today. All right, so we all saw the video. Saturday afternoon, about 4 o'clock, 42nd Street and 7th Avenue. Lieutenant and a police officer from Midtown South being directed towards the Soil League group. As they clear, try to clear that group. You saw the video. Reprehensible. Cowards. You have eight people attacking a lieutenant and a cop. Running up to them, trying to kick him in the face and kick him in the face. Four are arrested on the scene. One was arrested last night. The four that were arrested should be sitting in Rikers right now. On bail. Should be indicted this week and taken off our streets. You want to know why our cops are getting assaulted? There's no consequences. And we must change this. End of story. It's funny because uh, a guy I know and love, Mike Rowe, who I think is just a terrific person, yeah. uh, he was on with uh, Brian Kilmeade yesterday. He was doing an interview about his new foundation. I'll tell you about Dirtiest that. Dirtiest Jobs? Is that what he's from? Yeah. Dirty jobs. Yeah, so I'll tell you about it later. But uh, Mike Rowe was on there, and he was talking about why things in this country seem to be coming apart. There's an unraveling. You can feel it. And and I think it has a lot to do with the lack of consequence. And if you show people uh, cause without effect, if you show people action without consequence long enough, they'll start to, they'll start to conclude quite sanely that the wheels have come off the bus. Absolutely. And David Weiss, who works for the New York Post, also said he was watching. He lives in New York, obviously. And uh, he was watching the video of what happened to these NYPD officers. My, my heart was racing because, again, try to put yourself in the in the shoes of the police officers. Right? They could have pulled their guns in the beginning and just shot all of them uh, or one of them even. But they didn't. And then when they're on the ground being kicked and beaten, the cops, you know, it's it's a practically a miracle that one of them didn't lose their guns to one of the mm-hmm. perpetrators, and we, we would have two dead cops. Um, I mean, that's the kind of thing that is happening on the streets. Yeah. Um, and, you know, meanwhile, the city council of New York and all the politicians are attacking the cops, you know, putting them through this new paperwork grinder, which would have them write down every encounter with every citizen, no matter how insignificant, uh, any time that the police ask anybody for any questions, they would have to make up a form, race, gender, and age. Of course, race, because it's all about, aren't all cops racist? I mean, that's what the politicians say. I would like to see a body camera on a politician. Wouldn't that be great? What a great idea. That is a brilliant idea, actually. Get some accountability around here. And you know darn well that if those cops shot those illegal immigrants, the message on the news would be like, now we're killing these people that are just coming here for asylum. When really what needs to happen is the message needs to be sent out of, here's how we do things in America. You're not going to come over here and misbehave and start beating some cops. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got eight people trying to kick me in the head. I'm dusting as many as I can. Absolutely. That's my life. I mean, one kick to the noggin, I mean, that could be the end for you. Here's what's funny. Any other U.S. citizen that swung at a cop or tried to beat up a cop probably would have gotten shot. Mm -hmm. Why do they get special treatment? Because 
police in New York and pretty much any other community now have limited immunity where, you know, even if they accuse you of, uh, you know, whatever murder. I mean, look at the look at the Marine on the subway that yeah. uh, it unintentionally killed that guy who was threatening to kill everybody on the train. You know, you he's just mind your business to let him kill people. His life is ruined. Now, now, if you're a cop and let's say these cops pulled a gun and shot somebody while they were getting kicked in the head, they have limited immunity. So they end up before they even get convicted of anything, losing their house because they have to get a lawyer and they have to, and lawyers are very expensive especially up in the northeast and your life is ruined why would you want to be a cop who in the hell would want that job we're going to lose all police officers we already are and whose fault is it the american public that voted to put people like biden and these other jokers in office i'm sorry but that's the truth and they, a- and they keep voting for them i have a weird legal technical question sure um do you still get the same kind of like i guess a miranda rights if you're not a citizen it's a good question. Because you, you have to be like well, a taxpaying I mean, person. You can't say it's my constitutional rights. right. You're yeah. not a citizen. Yeah, but they say that all the time. They, we have lawyers that say, well, you know, they have constitutional rights. No, they as don't. Well. They're not well, even a citizen. I'm just telling you what they yeah, tell I'm, people. I have to pay for those. That's not free. I don't. <laughs> okay. Speaking of crooks, uh, Corey Bush. The story gets better and bigger every time. Just like uh, Fannie Willis. She's a mess. Yeah, she took federal funds and then handed that funds, those funds, to her boyfriend as for security. She hired a boyfriend to be her security guard, even though he wasn't qualified or licensed either in her state or in Washington. Then she married him. So it looks like a lover's kickback, just like Fannie Willis with uh, Nate Wade, whatever his name, Nathan, Nathan, Nathan Wade. Wade. Isn't that funny that the people that scream defund the police are like, except for me, I need security. Yeah, right. Yeah, now a Nick uh, Freda, who's uh, also a congressman, and he has a podcast called Making the Argument, um, uh, said, well, this is typical. Well, it, it's this is this is what happens when, you, when you're dealing with these collectivists, right, where they believe that tax dollars are really just their little private piggy bank that they get to use, and they don't have any concern for it because it's not their money. And, and, and you know, that's the unfortunate thing, but we see examples of this all over the place. I mean, I, I can't believe that other example where she I, I, she's paying a wizard, I guess. I don't even know how that works. Oh, yeah, she's paying a guy. She not only has her boyfriend as a bodyguard who she now married, but she also has another bodyguard. He is a wizard. Oh, that'll Bush stop. Bush hired a different bodyguard who primetime doesn't believe she's sleeping with. He moonlights as her spiritual guru. He's an anti-Semitic wizard who goes by the name Aha. <laughs> Aha Are you claims to be a trillion years old. And he has a very special skill set. Oh, yeah, this guy. I wish I knew him because if this is true, I could use him for a lot of things. Here he is. This is Aha, the wizard. I'm going to take you in the book of Proverbs and show you how to make lightning touch where you want it to touch and burn some down. I got a chant of Torah that, that makes fire out of nothing. I got a sewer in there that make tornadoes. Flat out. That's how I learned how to make tornadoes. That's my science. I know how to manipulate weather. His oh, name wizard. is Aha brother to abracadabra okay this is what's amazing to me uh, and you know and call it whatever you want we got a we got a woman in office bunch of them black white doesn't matter who's spending your money uh-huh. on a wizard that says he can control the weather and make lightning first of all i think before we do anything else we should shove him over to the epa he can help with the climate change thing and change the weather for them no or or you know And they're taking your money and spending it on crap like this. And then, because of the color of her skin, the very same people that got her in office last time do it again. And this Mm -hmm. applies to any skin color. When when are we going to stop? 
It's what what's You're a wizard, Harry. This is what this is what don't play it. This is what Morgan Freeman told Mike Wallace uh, during 60 Minutes when we had. As a matter of fact, coincidentally, today is the beginning of Black History Month. Uh, asked him at the beginning of Black History Month, how do we stop racism? And Morgan Freeman says, stop talking about it. And you got to. We got to stop using skin color for any criteria at all, for any qualification for a job, politician, government, any decision. We got to start looking at people as people, and that's it. But no, we could vote for somebody. Look at the Brandon Johnson in Chicago. We had an awful mayor in Lori Lightfoot. Mm-hmm. What do they call her? Beetlejuice? Yeah, she was the worst. Horrible. But this girl's just as bad, right? This, this guy. guy. Brandon. Yeah, I mean, she was horrible, a liar, incompetent. And then they had a chance to vote for a guy who was about law and order. Mm-hmm. But because he was white, they voted for the black guy who has no idea what he's doing at all. And now the very black people that voted for him are in their neighborhoods going, wait a minute, our neighborhoods are being overrun by illegals and we're, we're losing our power. <laughs> Duh. But how much money do you think companies have spent? I mean- I can't name a company that doesn't have a DEI category department now. Well, they're falling apart. Well, we hired this person and they get a full-time salary and they're DEI and they're the person that's in charge of all the diversity and inclusion and equity in the whole company. You need a whole department for that, apparently. Who was the latest one that got caught doing more racist emails? I have no idea. There was one at a company, a DEI officer, and they uh, were- um, Harvard, one of them. Yeah, she's it was, the one. It was, it, was, uh, it was something real similar to that. They sent out the, hey, we're having a meeting, and then they sent a separate email to all the like the black employees. Hey, we're having a special meeting for you guys. Oh, wait, no, that went to everybody? Oh, no, no, oh, yeah, no. Wasn't she Asian? The, the la- it was yeah. the lady, and it was a party, I thought, and it was just for uh, Minorities, and it was like, this is not for the white people. Don't tell the whiteies. And it got out to everybody. Anyway, let's finish this Cori Bush story real quick. She blames the Republicans for all this. I have not used any federal tax dollars for personal security services. In recent months, right-wing organizations have lodged baseless... She's reading. She's reading a script from her lawyer that she didn't pre-read. Complaints against me. I retained my husband as part of my security team to provide security services because he has had extensive experience in this area and is able to provide the necessary services at or or below fair market rate. So you, she is the biggest proponent of defunding the police, yet you can't have the security she has because she's using your money to buy herself security that her husband is providing. What, isn't that something? And remember, if you don't provide the security, if you argue against this or you call her some kind of crook, you're a racist because she could die. You would rather me die? Is that what you want to see? You want to see me die? You know, because that could be the alternative. I have private security because my body is worth being on this planet right now. I have private security because they, the white supremacist, racist narrative that they drive into this country. If I end up spending 200000 if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police. Does she just in the same breath say, I need security yeah. and we also need to defund the police? Yeah, no, right. she, needs to, she needs the security because people are white supremacists and they're going to kill her because she's black? Is that the whole yeah. narrative of that? Yeah, yeah that's it. Okay. Well, why doesn't she just get rid of her security and get all the social workers that she wants to come in instead of the police? Yeah. Have, the, have them guard you. That's what you want to guard me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I hate when they do that. They're like, well, because see, I mean, in a, in a roundabout way, I'm more important than you and I deserve to live and you guys don't. So that's why I need to spend your you money to die? Pay. Is that what you want to see? Do you want me to see me dead? <laughs> You're working towards it. <laughs>
God. Oh, yeah, I tell you. Okay, so uh, more than 4,700, 4,700 auto dealerships across the nation have signed on to a letter to Joe Biden. They did it uh, yesterday to stop the Environmental Protection Agency, EPA's efforts to enforce stricter vehicle pollution standards by 2030. The uh, missive comes just weeks before the agency's expected ruling on its tailpipe emissions proposal. They are destroying the economy of this country through these mandates. These cars aren't selling. Here's a Lexus dealer in New Jersey. We are at a Lexus car dealership in Whippany, New Jersey. There are about 100 electric vehicles on the lot here, according to the owner, Thomas Maoli, like these two vehicles here. They're on the lot for an average of 12 months because they simply cannot sell them. Him and about 3,000 other auto dealership owners sent a letter to President Biden this morning urging him to stop his push for electric vehicles. The letter reading in part, Mr. President, it is time to tap the brakes on the unreal government electric vehicle mandate. Electric vehicle demand today is not keeping up with the large influx of electric vehicles arriving at our dealerships prompted by the current regulations. EVs are stacking up on our lots. Car dealers are urging Biden to stop the proposed new EPA rule that will require about 67% or two-thirds of all new car sales to be electric by 2032. But the owner here says customers just aren't buying it. No, not at all. They're not selling at all. We're so. not going to fall for a banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe? Yeah. Compared to the people, the planet is doing great. planet has been here four and a half billion years. We've been here, what, 100,000? Maybe 200,000? And we've only been engaged in heavy industry for a little over 200 years. 200 years versus four and a half billion. And we have the conceit to think that somehow we're a threat? That somehow we're going to put in jeopardy this beautiful little blue-green ball that's just a-floating around the sun? The planet has been through a lot worse than us. Been through all kinds of things worse than us. Been through earthquakes, volcanoes, plate tectonics, continental drift, solar flares, sunspots, magnetic storms, the magnetic reversal of the poles, hundreds of thousands of years of bombardment by comets and asteroids and meteors, worldwide floods, tidal waves, worldwide fires, erosion, cosmic rays, recurring ice ages, and we think some plastic bags and some aluminum cans are going to make a difference. <laughs> That's the best, man. Yeah. And finally, uh, they have a problem in Atlanta. It's a problem everywhere, but it's really bad in Atlanta for some reason. People calling 911 that have no emergency. What it's is a, that? It's like, I can't open a jar of pickles. They've increased 14% over the last year. And Monday, Atlanta Police Department Chief Administrative Officer Peter Amon said, that's it. And they put together public safety. This is amazing. Okay, they put, they put together a class for stupid people. They literally, I'm not kidding. You have to take a class? You don't have to. But if you want to know when it's appropriate to call 911, there's a class now. You said you're trying to move pillows from one couch to another couch? Yeah. This is one of more than a million calls Metro Atlanta residents made to the city's E911 center last year. Just wasted resources. I mean, they're calling for the dumb. This guy wanted to know what the score was. 911 with the urgency of your emergency. Yeah, you don't know what the score is, do you? Okay, you <laughs> He's so big. Oh, my God. You know that thing yeah. I said a few minutes ago about how we're not that stupid as uh, Americans? But I take it back. <laughs> Do you guys know the, uh, the score or something? So what's that class going to be like? 
Hello, students. Welcome to Atlanta Adult Education 911 training class. Today's lesson is 911 is for emergencies only. <clears throat> End of lesson. Questions? So, give 911 a call whenever. Well, the answer is yes, but the whenever refers to whenever you have an actual emergency. Like if I stub my toe? Did your toe become detached and you're gushing gallons of blood? Uh, no, it's just a little red in one spot. Then you should not call 911. I repeat, it's for emergencies like car accidents, bank robberies, muggings, and murders. Ah, <sighs> yes, you in the back. Uh, well, what if I need help moving pillows on my couch? I'm going to smother you with a pillow until you suffocate. Actually, class, that's a pop quiz. Would being smothered by a pillow be a reason to call 911? Uh, no. Are you nuts? That's attempted murder. Who else would you call? Oh, God. Yes, ma'am. I'd call the My Pillow Guy. What the hell is wrong with you people? <laughs> 911 is for emergencies. Ah, you make me want to burn this whole place to the ground. Hey, that's arson. I'm going to call 911 on you. Yes, that's it. Fire is an emergency. You're getting it. Fire is a legitimate reason to call 911. Ah, any questions? Yeah, what's the number for 911? Ah! Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Sunny FM. Having fun with the world gone crazy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. So wake up, people. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. So... You could get fired for pretty much anything these days. I don't know if you've signed a contract lately, but when you do, in uh, about seven paragraphs, they'll take a really lengthy approach to basically say, we can fire you for whatever. You could change your hair color, we can decide we don't like you anymore, and that's that. So Target, I guess, took it amongst themselves. This is very interesting. This is kind of a dumb reason. I know people get fired for dumb reasons every day, but um, Target employees got fired because they 
purchased Stanley Cups from their own store. <gasps> oh, no, they didn't. On the clock or? It doesn't say on the clock. It just says, I guess a memo had gone out when the, the Stanley Cup craze was coming in. And remember, people were fighting and they were selling out immediately. So I guess a memo had gone out saying, do not use your advantage as a store employee because you're here to purchase Stanley Cups or any items that are kind of flying off the shelves. So I guess there was a handful of employees that actually went and purchased them. They're $50 at Target, by the way. That's too much for something that's holding water. And Relax even with yourself. your employee discounts, probably not much. Maybe. Um, and these came out January 3rd, and I think they sold out like not even a week later. Um, they said the employees were gaining an unfair advantage over guests to get products as factoring into firing. So anyway, they were all fired. Anyone that bought a Stanley Cup from their own store got fired. So you work for a company, you work for, you know, I haven't been in there, it's going to be a year this month. Good for you. Very happy about it. Good. Uh, But you work for the company, you you appreciate your employees, right? Aren't you supposed to kind of Get a little bit of advantage. Because because aren't employees hard to get now? I mean, I can tell you from experience from the diner that it's Mm -hmm. hard to get employees. And then you treat them like that because they take advantage and they buy a cup from your own employer? You think you'd be happy that they're buying products from where they work? This store, the CEO in San Francisco, they got to get out of that city first Mm -hmm. to get their brain right. What's wrong with them? Yeah, they're getting the money regardless. This doesn't say what city this was in, but the fired employees said they had no knowledge of the policy. In some cases, they had no idea. They knew the policy, but they didn't know that buying something with their own money would breach the policy. Yeah, I mean, if you're getting money regardless, what does it matter? It's not like the employees are taking them for free and you're getting less somehow. And some of the employees even said, well, I'll return it. I just want to keep my job. And they were like, nope, fired. You know, and these are the people that are so compassionate. Remember, these are the people that love the LGBTQ plus AA But you hate your own employees. Yeah, it's just, there's such bitter, angry people that get up every morning miserable and see how to F with everybody at their own place where they work. It's crazy. Sorry. It's crazy. Not the a other fan. day, and I'll tell you what. These, because a lot of the times if you work for a company, let's say it's a retail store, they want you to have the products on your person of from the store. You know, that you're working there. If you work in a clothing store, they want you to wear clothes from the shop. You know, I know all Target employees wear a red shirt, but at the same time, if you're out off the clock with your Stanley Cup, hey, where'd you get that? Oh, I got it at Target. Okay, cool. I'll go get mine there. You Wouldn't you think it's like a good marketing idea? But no, you fired your employees for buying products from your store because other people wanted them and they sold out. No, I could see if you're like on the clock hiding them behind something else or stashing them somewhere so nobody looks. Yeah, I got them here hidden here behind the baby formula. Then I'll go pick them up later and sell them for a bunch of cash. I could see that. But if I get clocked out and I want to go buy a cup after I'm off work with my own dollars, shouldn't matter if I work there. I'll tell you what. Even if you are an employee there and you said, I want one, or let's say you have, my wife really wants one of these, or my, my daughter really wants one of these, and you take one and you go put it in a different department behind a thing, and when you get off the clock, you go get it and you pay for it to make sure that there is one. My dad does that with wine all the time. His wine. Where, total wine? His wine sells out, no, at Publix. And so if there's like one so or two- So he hides it behind a lettuce? So he'll go hide it behind other wines. So if like you're looking at wine, he'll push it behind there. Publix and the employees next- probably been searching for him for years. Who's the wine hider? <laughs> when he goes back there, the row will be empty, but he'll like reach behind the wine next to it. And he's like, oh, there's my bottle. <laughs> he knows where it is. Hey, I know a lot of people that do that. What is Rick and I were t- talking about this this morning? I haven't been to Sephora in a in a while, 
Um, but apparently there's this new trend. And of course, I blame TikTok for all of these obnoxious things that are going on because people see social media serves a purpose. It does serve a positive purpose in some instances, but in most, I would say, it just causes chaos because these kids look at the social... I sound like such an old lady and an old fart, but these children these days... With um, their tight sweaters and their dungarees. (laughs) They look at social media and they see someone else do it and they see that they became popular for doing this and now I want to be popular, so I got to do this. And there's this trend called the drunk elephant trend. It has nothing to do with drinking. It is a line of cosmetics. It's usually... It's skincare. And it wasn't originally marketed for children, but the company that bought it noticed that all these kids comes in a couple different colors and the kids are trying to run around and collect all the colors. But it has things like vitamin C serums and acid masks that you wouldn't use at a young age. You would use them when you were older to try to kind of get rid of um, sunspots and fine lines, things of that nature. I don't know if I use an acid mask at all. That sounds painful. Oh, people do it all the time. Um, But... These children are 10 years and under, and they're doing these videos that they see on TikTok, the get ready with me and do my skincare with me. And it's like, you're 10. You don't need skincare. One girl was doing 30 minutes before she went to bed. I can't tell you how much product she put on her face. Right. Then she would get up and do it again. In the morning. And to get, to get you know, views. Right. It's sick. And some Wait. of these products, the guy was saying one of the- Are too harsh for their skin. They're too young. And, they, and they get absorbed in your bloodstream mm-hmm. and you're already poisoning children. And now all these cosmetic companies are like, yes, Smithers, more money. Wait, why are you allowed to poison the other people that are putting the face cream on? Well, adults do it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> you're allowed to poison your face. Right. But you know, the thing, the other issue that it's causing is these children, they call them Sephora kids, are going into the store and causing such chaos and havoc. One woman said a girl came up to her that was 10 years old and ripped the product out of her hand because it was a certain color that she wanted. They're leaving the aisles a mess. They're just, It's just mayhem. You, you go to- in there, Missy, and clean up your Sephora right now or you're not going to have dinner. There's not like an age restriction on some of that stuff, is there? Like you got to be 18 to buy spray paint or something like that? You know, there should be with some of the stuff, like you said, that have the acid in it and things like that. Yeah, it should apparently be. if it's like poisonous to your skin, you figure there'd be. But you know what's going to happen? Let's say they, they're smart enough and they do something like that. They're not. You're going to have dumb parents that are going to go and buy it for their kids because to some parents, however many TikTok likes that their child has. They want their child to be popular because they weren't popular. They were the fat kid in the band and they want to be popular vicariously hey, through their kid. Of, don't make fun of the band. <laughs> My husband was in band too. But you know, it's, really? it's these parents that are like- What did he play? Uh, trombone. Oh, wow. I played saxophone. Did you really? And drums, yeah. I played trumpet. Did you? Yeah. Nice. You're a trumpeteer, huh? Yeah. What did you, you do play, some, Jill? Do, do some Chuck Mangione. She was a twerking. Oh, that's do French some, porn. Do some I Chuck. played piano for 10 years. Thank you very much. No, you didn't. Do Chuck Mangione oh. for okay, me. Okay, because you know. Feels so good. <laughs> yes, I did play piano for 10 years. You did? Yes. How come well, you're not playing now? What can you play? Can you? I've always wanted to play piano. Can you play? What do you I play? learned the first song I ever learned. I learned by ear as a birthday present from my mom was Feralise. Oh, wow. Feralise. Nice. I played that and then I learned on the electric keyboard because when I went for piano lessons, the guy was like, the he had no hair up top. 
and it was really long in the back. He was one of those, like, I think he was like an ex-rocker, and he had like a electric keyboard, so that's how you learned to play. Prior to that, it was like the little old lady that yeah. in her house, you know, with the piano. That's yeah, with the upright. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, Watch your posture. Okay. The, the, second, the second guy that taught me piano, I learned how to play um, Richard Marks' Right Here Waiting was the second song I ever learned how to play. Right Here Waiting. Yeah. Wow. How come we haven't started a band? The I don't bo- know. The booty version? My husband offered <laughs> to buy me a grand, a baby grand not really? too long ago. Oh, I would have done it. Oh, you got the patio for I it. I have nowhere to put it. <laughs> I literally have nowhere to put it. I have no room in my apartment. He goes, oh, we could put it right there. I go, in place of the dining room table? Like, where are we putting it? I have right. nowhere put to put it. Put the dining room table outside. <laughs> Rick, this year, let's just pool our money. We'll get her a keytar for Christmas. She'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> like Devo and Whip It? That'd yeah. be great. Um, did you know that there's other animals? Tomorrow's Groundhog Day, by the way. It is? Yes. Yeah. Oh. And so be prepared to see the movie all over every channel, TBS and TLC and all the yeah, stuff like that, right? Yeah, that's all I can think of. But Punxsutawney Phil is not the only animal that forecasts Groundhog Day. Did you know that? No. Different cities have their own thing. So Fufu the Hedgehog, he's at the Oregon Zoo. Um, for a few years now, he's been trying to predict if they're going to have an early spring. About 53% accuracy. Fufu's not great at his job. Um, but it's actually better than Puxatani Phil, who only has a 40% accuracy. Really? Wow, so, so Fufu's more accurate. Fufu needs to go... Now, what's more accurate, the Doppler radar or Fufu? Maybe Fufu. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't, put, I wouldn't put it past they Fufu. They get it wrong here a lot. South Florida has the Ground Owl Day, February oh. 2nd. <laughs> Athene the Burrowing Aloe. Uh, if she sees her shadow, um, six more weeks of winter on the way. There's a white squirrel, hmm. where's this one, in Brevard, North Carolina. Um, it used to be Pisca Pete, but since he retired, Penelope, Ella, Catherine, Elizabeth. That's too long. That's a squirrel, for Christ's sake. What does she do? She, she comes out. Yeah, and she s- comes out to see her shadow. Oh. Um, New York's Cluxatawny Henrietta is a chicken. <laughs> Connecticut has Scramble the Duck. Sure, he doesn't appreciate that joke. I'd rather see a lot more of these than I like to see Punxsutawney again. Yeah, Texas has Bob the Armadillo. Great. Um, and then some town, um, I don't know where this is. Philbert the Beaver. Oh, that's also at the Oregon Zoo. Okay, Oregon Zoo's got it going on when it comes to that. But Philbert the Beaver. Yep. <laughs> Sounds like a porn. I know. Cheap one. <laughs> Well, now you can bet on all of the odds with Groundhog Day tomorrow. I know everyone's kind of preoccupied with the Super Bowl coming up next week, and they're betting on that. But just to let you know, in case you are going to bet where the odds are going, um, the odds are in favor of an early spring instead of six more weeks of winter. But there's an app you can use. There's so many betting apps nowadays um, if you want to bet on Groundhog Day. Oh, I'm going to definitely. Get in on the action this Groundhog Day and win big with Draft Hogs. I'm predicting an early spring and a huge payday. At Draft Hogs, you can wager on everything from a long winter to how many old guys and top hats are in the crowd. Plus, I can hedgehog my bets with all the weather predicting groundhogs like Woodstock Willie and General Beauregard Lee. Download now and play the Staten Island Chuck Parlay, guessing whether he'll die again. And I put $20 on the crowd giggling when they say gobbler's knob. Get the Woodchuck Buck bonus with the promo code Punxsutawney. And good luck spelling it. P-U-N-K. Darn it. Turn all your Groundhog Prediction predictions into six more weeks of money with Draft Hogs. Read the disclaimer, Phil. Please gamble responsibly. Rodents cannot actually predict the weather. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. (laughs) Are you ready for some stupid news? It's stupid. Yeah. But we like it. Here's Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. 
Unlike um, Ilian Omar and others that hate this country, to be shipped to North Korea just for a little while to sure. see what you know, what a bad country's like. So in North Korea, the rules are just a little different as far as TV goes. Videos that come out of South Korea are banned. Oh. Yeah. BBC uh, obtained this story. This is how intense our things are in North Korea. Allegedly, it shows two 16-year-old boys being sentenced to 12 years of hard labor for committing the crime of watching K-dramas or soap operas from South Korea. Oh. This is a very horrible crime in North Korea because the content is distributed by the puppet regime of South Korea, according to Kim Jong-un. All entertainment from South Korea has been outlawed by the North Korean government and breaking the law can result in not only jail time like these children, but death. They got off easy. They're going to be there for 12 years breaking rocks. Yeah, there's... It's super messed up, but there's a a whole thing of like people in South Korea that know that North Koreans don't have access to anything, so they'll take like USB drives and like media and CDs and stuff and attach it to balloons and like try to float it over the wall. Wow. Yeah. But I mean, you get caught with something like that, like that it's possession, not just watching it. So, so if you're rich enough to have a computer. So Robert De Niro, Cher, Bette Midler, Barbara Streisand, uh, don't stop me. Um, all of you. Uh, I don't have a lot of money, but I can get you on an. I know some people. I can He's get got the frequent flyer miles. I can get you on an airplane. We'll send all your cryptocurrency later, and you can go to North Korea and spend a year there, and then you come back here and tell me how horrible America is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Get it. Dennis Rodman seems to like it. <laughs> 285-year-old lemon found in the back of an old cabinet drawer was auctioned off. What, what people, what's, wow. What's wrong with people? They, people think they can make money on anything, and you know what? They, they do. do. That's they why they do. keep doing it. Tell you what, I got a five-year-old jar of minced garlic that's been in my fridge. Right, dollars $500, starting bid. There was an inscription on the lemon. It says, given by Mr. P. Lou Francini, November 4th, 1739, to Miss E. Baxter. It was a, it's, it's a lemon. Yeah, somebody paid a thousand seven hundred bucks for it. Yeah, but oh. it's a gift from Mr. Francini. It's an expensive lemon. <laughs> Is it like rare or? Wow. Oh, it's probably the last organic one that's not cloned at a factory by Monsanto. <laughs> this woman is on her. Well, she has nineteen kids, and now she's welcoming her twentieth. Twenty? Did she give 20? birth to all of them? Yeah. I mean, look, I'm not China. I don't think we should limit how many kids people have. But, don't but you when think- you have to buy a bus. <laughs> I told you I know someone back home. Not kidding, and she was Catholic, and so I'm not like bashing the Catholic religion. But before I got married, uh, my my first marriage, we were going to get married in the Catholic Church, and you know they make you go to this uh, old school. Catholics don't believe in birth control, and they go with the rhythm method of when you ovulate. And everybody (laughs) I know that's done that has like seven, eight kids, of course, because it doesn't work, and. She has, I think she just gave birth to her 11th or 12th baby. Um, I think it's 12. Serious. Yeah, well, and they the range. bishops keep coming in and poking holes in all the condoms. Well, her oldest is about to go away to college, and she just gave birth to a newborn, and now she's got a whole trough of children that can help take care of, and they're all homeschooled. I would be ripping my hair out. She homeschools all of them. Is that intentional? They live at a farm in the middle of nowhere. Uh, yeah, I. they're pregnant. The pregnant yeah. is never intentional, but it's never not intentional. Do you see the correlation between you know the the whole thing, not birth controlling anything? And it's just, hey, if this is God's will, and I'm, God's I'm will. he wants 
me to have another baby than to have another. They don't try to get pregnant, but they don't try not to get pregnant. Gotcha. Well, okay. If you live on a giant farm in the middle of nowhere, though, it's like yeah. if it's God's will that somebody's there to help me with the chickens, I guess yeah. I'll take no, five more. No, they are. They're little labor people. <laughs> She's got so you, many of them. I bet you if we had Jesus come down and do a little interview here on Sunny and, and talk to us, we'd you know, ask him about this and say, look, did you mean that they could just have as many? And he'd probably say, well, I mean, you know, they're not, they're in, misinterpreting what I said. It's just like within reason. I mean, uh, you know, 19, you know, there's a lot of starvation in the world. 20 is a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of children. So no, I didn't mean it that way. And but with the child care tax credits nowadays. And at that point, <laughs> I mean, do you really need to push at all? Does it just, it just happen? No, I'm telling it just falls out along with everything else. That's in I can't even imagine. Because I know people that have multiple, like this lady, this girl that I know, she's younger than me. She has 12 kids. She's skinny as can be. She's a tiny little thing. She bounces back, like, right after you see her going around, doing the house chores, doing the farm work, holding the baby with the thing. And I'm like, A, where do you get the energy? B, how does your, bo- how does your body heal after that many? I don't, I was like... I would have sat in a wheelchair she for six months a, if they let me. She has to wear pants, or if it's windy, you'll hear whistling. <laughs> just can't even imagine. I can't imagine. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. I don't mean to offend you. And don't. On 105.9 Sunny FM. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack, having fun with the world gone crazy. All right, here we go. Um... I don't know how I feel about this. So this mom here in Lake County, her kids are no longer allowing her to drive on campus. You know, pick them up, drop them off, that kind her of kids? thing. Okay. Because they're not her kids. Um, the school's not the, letting the school is not allowing her to pull up and pick up her kids at the school anymore because she's got a decal promoting her OnlyFans account. Well, the, not a- advertised somewhere. I take offense at the title of this person at Liberty Christian Prep School, the headmaster. Oh. Do you have a <laughs> do you have an OnlyFans account? <laughs> anyway, Michelle Klein uh, says uh, <laughs> she's allowed to come on school property but not in her car with a sticker on it. Here's a little more. At the end of the day, it's just a sticker. Just a sticker, but it's the reason Michelle Klein says she's no longer allowed to drive her car on Liberty Christian Prep's school campus. The headmaster of the school allegedly telling her she's allowed to come on school property, but her car is not. The word that I was told by the headmaster was it was causing disharmony in the school. Klein, who runs an OnlyFans account with her husband, says they've attended Liberty Church and their children have attended the prep school for years. She says she's driven on campus with the decal for two years. It just has been the last three weeks that all of a sudden it's been an issue. It's causing disharmony. Yeah, but here's why it's an issue now. There's two other parents that are super upset. I'm very upset. I'm fat and ugly. Oh. And she's pretty and hot. Actually, they're both kind of cute, but either way, oh. one's stuck up and the other one's not as much. Well, here's some more audio. 
Every single time the car comes on the campus, kids are exposed to that and kids are aware of it and kids have been looking it up. If what you're doing doesn't align with the values that the school has put into place, it is a private school, then if you don't want to abide by those rules and then you're kind of making the choice right. to park yourself across the street, we can't control people uh, no matter how much I dislike something someone does. Right. But if we pay an institute to do their job, then that institute, if it's a private institute can because it's a private school. They can do whatever they yeah. want. Just no. like we said yesterday, it's it. not our company. They can do what they want. But if you think that your kid's not getting exposed to that stuff and the only time they're getting exposed yeah, to that right. is when that mom drives on the campus, you got another thing coming. Yeah, I think it was more like she saw her husband gawking at it. It's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking at? Yeah. But yeah, I think that's, I mean, it's it's not like it's got, you know, boobs as the sticker. Right. <laughs> okay, there's a new phenomenon out there. Um, this is interesting. So more and more, young girls are sitting with their dads watching football. Okay. Because they want to get a glimpse of Taylor Swift. Right. A lot of these men are extremely, becoming extremely uncomfortable with the situation. Why? Uh, That's a good question. Uh, They're resenting it. This guy, Colin Coward, he has a talk show, pretty good talk show host, uh, said this is about men who resent that Swift is now part of their lives because they have deeper problems. But here's what he said. Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Love him. Drake on everything. Spike Lee, Knicks games. Eminem, Michigan sporting events. Right. We celebrate it. 80s, 90s, Jack Nicholson, Laker games. It's cool. Saw Jack. But a talented and beautiful woman is on the air. One who would never pay attention to lonely men. Mm. And it bothers them. There's a stat out there. It's kind of uncomfortable for you sad guys that 50% of men never have have real intimacy with a woman. That means the other 50% have multiple intimate relationships with women. And those ones that don't are angry and sad and lonely, and they are often misogynistic and resent women who didn't give them the time they think they deserve. We celebrate all these goofballs jumping on tables in Buffalo and cheese hats and men and men and Matthew McConaughey and Drake and Jack Nicholson, men and men and men and Eminem and it's cool and can I get a selfie and I can't believe I saw... And the young Attractive, beautiful, talented woman comes on for 25 seconds and you're bothered. Again, judge people by the silly things that bother them. This says nothing, this anger. This says nothing about Taylor Swift. It says everything about the men bothered by it. Damn. And and that's worldwide, too. Um, You know, a lot of the problems in the Middle East are because of men. And, and it's because of men who are highly, profoundly, we can't even, you can't even fathom the insecurity of men in the Middle East. I'm, I'm serious. I mean, because you, you talk to them and you know it right away. They resent women. I mean, think about what they do to women, even in, in a society that's supposed to be progressive, you know, relatively speaking in the Middle East, Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. United, you know, it's 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 what they they can't drive. They have to mm-hmm. cover up. You know why they cover? It's funny because I am proud if another man looks at my wife. Harold is too. He says the same thing. I said, well, she's mine. Well, I don't mean it that way. But you right. know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, she's with me. But uh, yeah, in the Middle East, it's the opposite. They don't want anybody looking at their woman because they're afraid she's going to leave you for another dude. I mean, you've heard the joke. Many comedians used it over time. This isn't a joke they tell anymore because they'll get you know canceled, but it was always like, why do men, uh, why are they with overweight women? Because they know she won't leave them. Exactly. 
You know, it's sort of like uh, in my family, I got some pretty stupid cousins that one of them told me one time, I said, um, y- y- you, uh, you, you, you cheated on your husband when you did this and you're just, you know, you're just a rotten person to be around. She goes, well, he's not going to leave me because I have his baby. Mm-hmm. It's like, what kind of sick person are you? I haven't talked to her since... But that go back, happened, go but back to the Taylor Swift thing because that's so, kind of fascinating to me that all of these male celebrities and like these males making a spectacle a of themselves, they're not, right? But I think it's so yeah. funny that up until now, there's been celebrities going to football games forever. Bon Jovi and people from inside, they're everywhere, right? Even in the same box with Taylor Swift was Ryan Reynolds and all that. Nobody complained about them; they just complained about her. Yeah, and she wasn't. It's not like she was saying, "Put a camera on me." The NFL was probably saying, "Make sure you get a shot here and a shot there because people want to see." Like, it's not her saying, "Show me, show me, show me." She's there supporting her boyfriend, and she's not the only you know famous woman to be up there either. True, but you know, there's been a ton. You see Rihanna at a lot of football games. Yeah, but it's it's not about that. It's about it's about the accessibility. It's like um, what Jennifer Aniston to most men, even the insecure ones. She seems she's not that she is. She seems attainable and accessible. She seems like the girl next door. Taylor Swift doesn't. Taylor Swift is way up here. She's a billionaire. She's a billionaire. She's this talent. She's that amazing. She the cameras immediately when she comes into the stadium they turn on her, and it it just emphasizes the emptiness that a lot of men fifty percent according to him. Him, uh, have inside. Well, you know, it's it, it's a biological thing too, though, because for millions of years, women have always had sexual selection. You know, that's why like oh, guys yeah. can get into a fight, lose their job, nothing bothers you. Woman breaks your heart, that a send a dude right down the spiral because it's it's nature telling you your genes don't go on, dude. Nobody wants to mate with you. You don't make another. The buck stops here with you, bud. Sorry, you your genes aren't good enough to go on. It's almost like nature telling you, sorry, bud. You're not you're, good enough. You're not going to make it. Yeah, and that that rubs people in a weird, deep way that they, a lot of times you don't even understand because it's such deep animal behavior. But I learned this from uh, my most hated boss in my life, uh, this guy who owned the radio station in Phoenix, um, Fred Weber. I don't know if he's alive anymore. He was about 56 when I knew him. He had hair plugs. He was 5'4". Is best. he the one that you told us always had the booby girls with him? Yeah. Constant, 20, right? 21-year-old models. You know why? Money? $93 million was his net worth. Not enough money in the world. I know, but not for you, of course, but these other women? I tell you what, he didn't have a self-esteem problem. I'm sure deep down inside he did, but no. Oh, yeah. It's easy to mask when you have all the money and the, the girls, but so, when you realize the girls so, are only there for the money and nobody cares about you for real. But that's all part of your uh, your persona is that if you are successful, it says something about you that transcends your looks or your awkwardness around women. I mean, if you are that successful, mm-hmm. that projects a certain attractiveness. It's a, it's a confidence. The it's confidence a, yeah. can be attractive. So that works for a lot of people. Well, what shocks me is at the beginning of the story you said uh, a lot of dads are having their young daughters that want to watch football with them. You think that alone. My father loves when we're all together watching football with each other, right? Yeah. So you would think these dads would take it as a moment like, God, my little girl wants to watch football with me. This is awesome. You know? Yeah. Whether she's watching it for Taylor Swift or what, who cares, you would think that would be a nice moment for a father to be like, wow, this is a cool time I get to spend with my kid. And it probably is for a lot of dads, but there's a whole chunk out there that resent it. So anyway, talking about men, I'm just going to keep on the man role here. Brian Kilmeade had uh, Mike Rowe on. Again, I said it last hour. This is a guy I really respect. He's he's one of those guys that comes along once in a blue moon. He's got extreme common sense. He's very successful, but not the way you would think he's successful. He's not a 
you know, hedge fund guy. You know who he is. He did dirty mm-hmm. jobs. Yeah. He did voiceovers for years. He's got an incredible voice, and he also did a lot of stuff for. Uh, he did the, QVC for a while until he got kicked off for making fun of the products. Yeah, but it was funny. David Letterman did the same thing. But anyway, um, he has a new uh, foundation. It focuses on rebuilding our male workforce and men in general. Because he says, and this is true, I remember hearing this statistic, 7.2 million men are out of work and it's on purpose. They're doing absolutely nothing. And his foundation is out to change that. Nick Everstadt wrote a book called Men Without Work, and he talks a little bit about this. You know, it's sort of a tertiary consequence of what's happening with 7.2 million able-bodied men who today, in the prime of their working lives, have affirmatively chosen not only to not work, but to not look. 7.2 million. This has never happened in peacetime before. That's an awful lot of able-bodied men. The question then becomes, well, what are these guys doing if they're not working, right? Unfortunately, it's all screen related. 2,000 hours a year, it's betting, it's porn, it's painkillers, it's all that stuff. Like this, this thing in my hand right now, if you're not watching, I'm holding up my phone. It's a portal into some amazingly great places and some really destructive places. It, this thing is more powerful than the Second Amendment. This is the First Amendment. I could go on this stupid thing right now right. And, and, and live stream on Facebook and reach 7 million people. God. So we're, it, it's so bananas, the power that these men have in the palm of their hand vis-a-vis or versus the will to do something productive with it. If you told me these 7.2 million men were taking all this spare time and volunteering with the JCs sure. yeah. or doing some community thing Absolutely. or some... But that's not what the research says. So I'm not shocked that that many people are living their life without a shred of intimacy because they're also living their life without a shred of meaning. And that's a national tragedy. And we can look at them and shake our heads and say, what the hell's wrong with you guys? Or we can throw a lifeline out and hope some of them will take it. And I know what the lifeline is. And he's doing that with his uh, foundation. Now, now here's wow. something that we talked about before on there. We talked about this guy I know. Uh, he's an air conditioning technician. Mm-hmm. You know, he works outside. He fixes air conditioners. He's always sweating, covered in dirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, he buys $120,000 boat cash. And I was like, Selling drugs or what do you do? He goes, yeah. no, man. He goes, it's the best best kept secret ever. He goes, plumbers, electricians, especially what I do. You know, it's a lot of labor H- though. H-back. I mean, it's, it's a, yeah, yeah, it's a but lot I mean, of hard he's work. Thirty years old. Yeah, but he's hell of a lot richer. I was starving at thirty. Then he's like, he goes, he goes, uh, he goes. The money I make right now, if I told anybody, they'd laugh because they think I'm lying. Wow. No, Good but it's true. He, and, and Mike Rowe says that there's a there's businesses out there. That are not, they're not the kind of jobs that men in the United States want any longer because we have a problem. It's a big problem. It's called status. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't, we want to have status jobs rather than have jobs that are fulfilling and pay a lot of money. We just want to have that Ivy League education so we can go out there and say we got it instead of getting something that actually makes you money and provides for your family. So he talks about all the six figure jobs out there that these men will not take. I had a dinner last night. With a guy who runs a company, shameless plug, it's called Groundworks. They build foundations and they fix foundations in homes that have cracked. It's a serious problem. They have thousands of openings. And the path to six figures, no joke. You start 55, 60 grand a year. Is it pleasant? No. Will you crawl on your belly under a house through the mud to fix a foundation? Yes. Will you learn how to do it? Absolutely. Can you be making 120 grand? 
uh, 14 months later, 100%. So I'm not saying, hey, the reason these guys aren't doing this is because they're lazy. I'll let you connect those dots. I'm just saying, hey, with regard to the American dream, there's a narrative out there that says it's dead. There's a narrative out there that said everything is rigged. There is no hope. The four-year degree lie, the skilled trade thing. It's not It's not just that. You can still prosper in this country today. Absolutely. You can still do it. It's not easy, but I can show you a path, and that's what I'm going to do in 2024. So I, when I was out in California. Anyway, so yeah, that was, I thought it was great. And I got some more of him coming up, yeah. and he's going to talk about something that I kind of changed my mind on. We even talked about that yesterday. It was uh, try to find something that you love to do. As a career. And it's not that. It's the other way around. He's absolutely correct about that. We'll play it in the 8 o'clock hour. So anyway, uh, every week we take a sideways look at our politics. And so to Mar-a-Lago we go and the former president of the United States, Donald Trump. Hello, sir. Hello, Stacy, Jill, Smoke Crack. It's your favorite president calling. Oh, and by the way, stock market, if you're listening, I need you to crash before November, okay? Make me look good. <laughs> Let's begin, sir. Snoop Dogg has recently come out and said that he has nothing but love and respect for you, right? Yes, he has. Not only that, Snoop loves that I call it like I see it. No BS. No, seriously, just the other day, Snoop told me, he said, President Trump, you don't have a dishonest bone spur in your body. Now, I'm paraphrasing, of course. He actually called it a bizone spizzle. But he is correct. Just ask Smoke Crack. He speaks Snoop Latin, too. <laughs> Does this mean he's supporting your re-election for president? You better believe he is. Snoop's amazing. He's an amazing human being. He really is. I mean, come on. He goes out there every day, and he's smoking more pot than Seth Rogen, Woody Harrelson, and Willie Nelson combined. And somehow he still manages to weigh 85 pounds. And that's with the munchies. Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to agree with you there. And I love Snoop's look, too. You know, when he has the sunglasses on and the long braids. It's so cool. He looks like Stevie Wonder on a hunger strike. Wow. (laughs) He really does. All right, let's move on. Uh, And I'm sorry, sir, but we have to bring this up. E. Jean Carroll and the ruling $83.3 million out of your pocket into her pocket. You owe her that. $83 million. For 83. Death. Further proof of Biden's economy is terrible, okay? And, and, and during the MS, uh, MSNBC interview, she compared you to a walrus. Yep. You want to talk about defamation? That's defamation. Walrus, my ass. Everyone knows I'm an Adonis, okay? <laughs> Look, it's just like I told you from the very beginning. This is a nasty, nasty woman. But you know what? I'm not going to sink to her level. I'm not going to do it. I could say a lot of things, like she's a skinny old hag who showed up in court wearing a bad Tom Petty wig. But I'm not going to do that. And I'm going to take the high road. Well, according to a new report, you're quite a handful of your hairdressers, sir, uh, for when when you... What? what, what? Okay. According to a new report, you're quite a handful for your hairdressers. That's what a new report says. When you dye your hair, you won't sit still long enough for the color to do its job, which explains why sometimes you look blonde, dark blonde, even a little orange once in a while. People don't notice that. Do you you not like sitting in that chair with the hairstylist? Of course I don't. Look, Jill, back me up on this, all right? Yep. We don't like sitting there idly by, whether any of us are on a ton of Adderall or not, and doing absolutely nothing. It's just ridiculous. Well, switching topics, a new report in Rolling Stone says that you are apparently not happy that Taylor Swift was named Time Magazine's 2023 Person of the Year. You also said that you believe you're more popular and have more fans than Taylor Swift does. Is that true? 
Are you kidding me? You're damn right I said that. And don't get me wrong, Taylor Swift is a lovely, talented young girl who could obviously use a boob job, and she's doing incredibly well for herself, you know, entertaining 14-year-old girls who have really crappy taste in music. And I mean that with all due respect. Well, of course you do. Look, Taylor Swift should just shut the hell up and stick to her overplayed music and leave the politics to experts like me, Kid Rock, and Ted Nugent, okay? (laughs) I mean, really, to compare the two of us, that's a joke. I mean, it's not even close. I was the leader of the most powerful nation on God's green earth, and Taylor is a bubblegum pop singer with questionable taste in men with that big dopey Kelsey guy. (laughs) Not the fat one on the Philadelphia Loser Eagles, the other one, you know, who's almost kind of hunky. But I will say he's definitely no Tom Brady, that's for damn sure. Smoke will back me up on that, too. (laughs) All right, well, thanks for calling former President Trump. And Taylor Swift is definitely no Jill. I mean, that sweetheart... She, she, she didn't pay me to say that, Stacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe you. Right. <laughs> or, or promise to have lunch with me poolside at Mar-a-Lago. Be sure to wear your two-piece, Jilly Poo. <laughs> Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. I call that a lose-lose-lose. Streaming right now on 1059sunnyfm.com. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. So I got a couple of uh, details on the Super Bowl ads. We'll run down on some ads that have leaked. Are you interested in hearing some of these? I don't know. Did they leak these on purpose? Because I feel like they did that last year, too. Like, oh, nobody sees until the Super Bowl, but whoops. Don't you want to watch? I felt like last year a lot of them were aired before the Super Bowl. It yeah. wasn't just that you read about them. It was I saw them before the Super Bowl. Um, Uber Eats has one with Victoria Beckham and David Beckham. Um, Hellman's Mayonnaise, Kate McKinnon from SNL. Um, it's her and her cat. And I think there's one with Pete Davidson in that too. Vince Vaughn is back. He's going to be doing a gambling commercial with BetMGM. I can mm-hmm. see that. Either you're going to find a lot of betting apps is, is the uh, prediction this year. Well, a lot- didn't a lot of states, I know we did, make Allow like, sports it. betting legal and stuff yep. like that now? Uh, Lionel Messi, who plays for Miami now, is going to be in a Mick Ultra commercial. Uh, Chris Jenner and some of the Kardashian girls are going to be in an Oreos commercial. Mm, boy. Um, Reese's doesn't say that they have any celebrities in theirs, but Good. They, they got some just a regular commercial. Um, Eric Andre goes to the airport security. This is like a drumsticks ice cream. Mm. I would never have guessed if you said, I'll give you a million dollars to guess. Some of the commercials here, I would never have guessed those drumstick ice cream that they would pay that amount of money to have a Super Bowl commercial. I don't know. Oh, Eric Andre will probably at least taste it, whereas the Kardashians will just pretend to eat the Oreos right. and just spit it out. Uh, M&M's. I don't know what this is going to be. It might make people roll their eyes. Um, let's see who else. Bud Light, we told you that they're they're saving. They hired a conservative comedian. Okay, how how idiotic do you people look? Well, I think they're... They're the knee jerkers where they're like, oh, this didn't work, so let's do the extreme opposite yeah. mm-hmm. and go back. Because remember, back in the day, Bud Light was the commercial that everyone wanted to see during yeah. the Super Bowl. Was the Dalmatian going to be there with the Clydesdales? Like, and during the Christmas season. Right. Everyone yeah. loved the Bud Light commercials. So I don't know. We'll see. But Budweiser, the Bud Light has something. It's going to be like a party commercial. Budweiser, uh, is gonna, they're going to have two separate commercials. God, the amount of money they must put into this is going to be the Clydesdale. So we'll see what that one's about. Um Doritos has Jenna Ortega. She's from Wednesday and from Scream, if you know who she is. Yeah. She's in that one. Um, Ken Jong is in the Popeyes commercial. Wow. Was, wasn't he a doctor? 
Yes, that was actually the last celebrity interview I think we did. He is and a doctor. Yeah, he is. A, he still is. Yeah. Well, I mean, what, yeah, he's a doctor. I mean, I don't know. If practicing doctor. No, I don't or? know if he's practicing. Maybe he is. Who knows? I think he was. Yeah, because he that was like his main job, and acting's like a side fun thing for him. So after yeah. seeing that the movies he was in, and then seeing him in that commercial for some kind of uh, pill, I don't know what it was. He looks like such a wuss. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you see him in Hangover, and then. All of a sudden, he's in this commercial. Well, he's a tiny little scrawny dude, yeah. anyway. But, but he's like really. Well, it's probably the... his actual doctor side, not his actor side. <laughs> yeah, I know, but man, he played that part so well. He, you know, I can't repeat what he said because it was so it was great. Right, uh, you quote him all the time. All the, the time, show. all the time. And Chris Pratt's going to be in a Pringles commercial, so we'll find mm. out next week. Um, this story is super duper gruesome. Wait until you hear this. That's oh, where you would hit the opening. Oh, oh, no. You put it in small letters this time. I couldn't. Oh, I okay, hold on. See, that's, that's the shock that she put it in small letters and I couldn't read it. Here we go. Okay. It's not stupid, never boring. true crime stories. I feel like I need to give a disclaimer on this one because this one's a little gruesome. Uh, a Pennsylvania man was arrested yesterday after he allegedly killed his father and oh. showed his decapitated head on a YouTube video. Oh, great. Okay. So when you murder somebody, you usually don't put it up on, I mean, some people do, but that's one surefire way to get arrested. He's 32 years old. He killed his father, Michael. Uh, police didn't release the victim's age. They think his dad was around 68. Um, the son was taken into custody about 100 miles away from the crime, uh, the, the crime scene on suspicion. Suspicion. I don't really think it's suspicious when he's holding the head, but okay. Yeah. Um, First degree murder, abuse of a corpse, possessing an instrument of crime with intent. Um, He was arraigned. This was 4 a.m. Where is this? Middleton Township. Now, here's what's interesting. In the video, he goes off on this rant. So I was watching the rant. I didn't watch it because I didn't want to see the head, but I read about it. Um, And then I had to go to another article because I knew exactly which way they were going to spin it. And tell me if you could tell where this is going. So Justin, who's the son. I'm not defending Justin. He's a horrible, horrible monster. The video was removed from YouTube, but apparently his dad was a federal employee for 20 years, right? So he was referring to his dad as a traitor. He then was calling for the death of all federal agents. He attacked Joe Biden. He attacked Black Lives Matter. And he attacked the LGBTQ community as well as Antifa activists. Now... I had to go look it up on another news source. So from the, that little paragraph I read mm-hmm. you, wh- how do you think that they're spinning this? Is he a white supremacist? Is, yeah. Right wing white supremacist conspiracy theorist. Of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. And if you, yeah. Which, fine. Okay, fine. If he was, fine. Fine. But you have to do the same thing then when you have, oh, I don't know, the trans shooter that killed all of the, the, the kids and the teachers at the Christian school. You didn't call that a hate crime. That wasn't a war or an attack on God. And you didn't say anything about the shooter, about being trans. There was no mental illness. There was nothing there. You didn't want to attack the killer there. Mm-hmm. There was no bad oh, yeah. words said about the person that just killed children and teachers in the school. So if you're going to paint a narrative and you're going to go into the detail, you got to do it for everybody. All these people are bad, by the way. All of these people are bad. Every single one of them, in the same way across the board. But they won't. But they won't. Um, He filed at least uh, three lawsuits against federal agencies in the past. They were dismissed, and he he was arraigned, and he's been denied bail, obviously. Tune in again for more Bad People Doing Crime Things with Jill Bucko. All right. Here's something a little more lighthearted. Mrs. Butterworth and Duncan are teaming up for a maple glazed 
donut syrup. Ah, oh, if only, if only I could. So it's going to be, um, I guess, because I don't know if you remember this. We eat a lot of pancakes in my house. It's usually on the weekends. And um, Mrs. Butterworth has a Cinnabon flavored syrup. Ooh. Do they? So it's like, I mean, you could you could actually just, I don't know, mix maple syrup with cinnamon, but whatever. What do I know? Um, so now they're releasing a new collaboration. This is Mrs. Butterworth's Dunkin' Glazed Donut Flavored Pancake Syrup. See, I thought they should do a, a cross collaboration where Duncan also has maple glazed donuts. Ah. And, and they probably do, but like actual maple, like an actual Mrs. Butterworth right, maple right, right, syrup right. Yeah. on the, the donut. Because yeah. right, they have the glazed donut, which is delicious, but yeah. if they had like a maple glazed donut. Now you're but, talking. But this is a Duncan glazed flavored syrup. You said you had audio for me. It's the only reason I did this story. No, I, I, at me like I'm crazy. It, it was a CEO talking and it was really boring. Okay. It's like, you got to do the Duncan maple syrup story. And I was like, well, I was hungry. Well, like I can, it's not that big of a deal, but I'll do it. He's like, I got audio on everything. I'm now like, that he's right. eating the salmon though, the, the drive is just, well, less. I know I, I looked, I listened to the audio and it's the CEO talking about, I thought he was, because you know what the new news thing now is you go to a website, it says Duncan donuts with new Miss Butterworth. Donuts or whatever, right? And then they have a video right under it, and, and under it says Dunkin' Donuts. And of course, when you click on the video, it has nothing, nothing to, do to do with the donuts. Or the, it says he's yeah, talking the CEO's about. like, well, no, I hear at Dunkin' Donuts we're switching trash bags. It's yeah, like, he's that has talking to do with the thing. He's talking about stocks and stuff. I was like, what happened? What is wrong with yeah. these? And sometimes the video has nothing to do with the story. The only yeah. reason I did the story is because you hyped it up so much. I was like, oh, Rick's gonna be so sorry. Excited I did this story. Sorry. <laughs> But I tell you what, there's one thing, Burger is it Burger King? Burger King has the maple bacon burger now yeah. or whatever. We have a uh, burger at the diner, shameless plug, uh, called a Monster Burger. <laughs> you've, had, you, you've had it. Smoke loves it. Yes, it's double, my favorite thing. Double burger with cheese and it's got bacon that's gla- that's on the f- grill with maple syrup on it. It's so nice. tall you need to put a knife through it. A toothpick can't even handle the weight. And then you put the two slices or three slices of bacon with the maple syrup and an egg. Yeah. Yeah. You know what you could do? Which is what I think the Whopper's trying, they're trying to do at Burger King. I mean, you could, this is something easily done at home by yourself. You take some bacon and you brush it with some maple syrup and you put it in the air fryer. And every so often you take it and you rebrush it with some more maple syrup. And then you have candied bacon. You could do it at home. It's oh. so easy. Um, Hulk Hogan. This is poor. Hulk Hogan's son, Nick, has had a, a whole rough life behind him. It isn't. Well, and you would I think, wouldn't call it rough. Spoiled. Rotten. Well, when you have money, as you've seen in Hollywood, you get into sometimes in a lot of trouble. So he's had he's got an addiction problem, always has. Well, yeah. Um, and so he got a DUI the other day. Hulk Hogan shows up on the scene with the cop because Nick gets pulled over for driving under the influence. Yeah, first he gets pulled over, and this is the cop. He walks up to him. And the first thing he says to him is, "Nice truck." Well, tell him what kind of truck it is. It's driving a TRX Dodge worth about one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars with customizing. On top of it. Jeez. So here's the uh, cop. He says, I'm, I haven't been drinking. The cop asks him three times, have you been drinking? He goes, no, I haven't been drinking. He goes, you smell like alcohol. And here's what he answered. I can smell on your breath. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. It's, it's, yeah, I was just kissing my girlfriend. Apologize. That's, that's what you're going to say? I was kissing my girlfriend, who obviously, in his mind, was drunk, and that's how he picked up the smell uh-huh. of alcohol in his breath. And the cop goes, is that really what you're going to say? This is in Clearwater, by the way. Yeah, they, well, they live in Clearwater. Yeah, yeah. That you're kissing your girlfriend, so that's why you have alcohol coming off your breath. I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah, that, that was, that's what I was talking about. Okay. He's clearly messed up. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the like way, Hulk dude, dude is huge. I mean, 
Nick's gotten big. Yeah. I don't mean fat. I mean he's muscular. Well, he's he's like this fat now too. I'm looking at this picture. He looks. I mean, he looks big. Is this in the arrest. His arms are big. Yeah. No, no, he's a big dude. He looks just like his dad. Just like his dad. What was really sad is the next clip. Uh, I didn't expect this. Hulk shows up, and he looks horrible. Well, you know, give the guy a little credit. He's older now, and he's been through a lot with the rest. Think about what your body goes through when you do that with wrestling. How old is he? Uh, Hulk Hogan, he's got to be in his 60s. He's got a cane. He's shuffling his feet. I mean, not just like a little bit. I'm talking about like sh- every step is a struggle. He He's, he's hunch- 70. Now imagine your whole life, Rick, being thrown around, slammed on the ground, doing wrestling. You'd probably be in the same position. Yeah, those folding chairs over the head don't help, do you they? You know what I'm saying? So he pulls up, sees his son in handcuffs. Who's impaired? Driving. It's impaired? Uh-huh. He's currently in custody for DUI. Did he, did he blow? Okay. We're at that point right now where he's asking if he's willing to blow or not. I didn't hear what the... He pr- said, did he blow? You know, like, I heard that did part. He do the- but uh, the, the cop tells him how much, and I didn't hear it. And he didn't. said, we're at that part. Oh, okay. Cool. Can you come away real quick see what route this is? Crazy. Sorry about this. He says, sorry about this. Yeah, he apologizes to the officer. And then he kind of leans in and was like, you okay, Bubba? That's what he calls him. Right. Um, but yeah, he he was kind of trying to see. What are you playing? Hulk Hogan's theme song. Oh. Um, <laughs> I thought Rick had something pressed. I'm like, what do you have on? Um, so yeah, he shows up to the scene, tries to get his kid out of trouble. Uh, not in like a don't you know who I am kind of way. Because yeah. Hulk is really a nice guy if you've ever met him. Super nice guy. Seems really nice. And the cops don't seem phased, although one of them probably didn't recognize him. But Maybe. Th- yeah. Uh, but uh, but this might this might spark a new, you know, he's not doing the wrestling anymore, obviously. Um, but this might spark a new career for him, maybe. You never know. Hey, Hulkamaniacs, it's Hulk Hogan here. And portions of today's show are brought to you by the law offices of Hulkster, Hulkster, and Hulkster Brother. Have you gotten a ticket or gotten pulled over? I'll show up on the scene or in the courtroom and fight for you, brother. Literally. I'll Put that judge in a figure four leg lock. I'm not messing around. The law offices of Hulkster, Hulkster, and Hulkster. What you gonna do when the Hulkster makes the law work for you? Say I'm last on your old brother. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. You <laughs> <laughs> stupid idiot, smarty pants, stupid, stupid idiot. Stupid news with Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Yeah, that's the problem with motorcycles today, man. It's like, hey, I need to do my 5,000 mile maintenance. Uh, how much money you got in the bank? I can't imagine how much that costs. That's why they call it the Steeler Ship. Ah. All right. So, um, see, this is uh, what Mike Rowe was talking about a few minutes ago. We were talking about people who don't want to do anything that's not full of status. They don't want to do anything. Even though it pays 10 times what they can make what they're doing now. God, can you imagine? But it's not glamorous. (laughs) So, anyway, this lady, she's, she's actually very rich. She claims she's found $2 million in discarded stuff in dumpsters. Oh, yeah. I've seen a few of those like YouTube, There's, social media oh, dumpster yeah. diver people. You'd be amazed what they find. 100%. And if you go behind like high-end stores, you get a ton of stuff. See, I've looked before and it's just trash. You get a Slurpee on you, your day's ruined, it's you're done. One lady went behind a furniture store and she furnished her entire apartment for free with just stuff that people had thrown in the dumpster because it had like a scratch on it or something like that. And she took it home, she cleaned it sanded it, painted it, and she had like, it was gorgeous. Jennifer Liana's 40 years old. Now you're thinking to yourself, okay, so she's she's a garbage picker. She's scum. Garbage. Anyway, she makes $100,000 a year from garbage picking, but 
She also makes another $100,000 or more because she's the head of a marketing agency. So she's not some schlub. Oh, so she's not doing it because she needs money. She's like, hey, I can. this is just a, an easy way to get more money. Yeah, she says, I end up giving a lot of the stuff away to friends and family and charities. Uh, Good but for her. She says, I love it because it helps other people. But again, she says, I have $2 million this year in stuff in a dumpster. Isn't that wild? It's it's amazing the stuff that we throw away. It's crazy. <sighs> then I'm wasting my time walking my dogs. I should be dumpster diving across the street. Do it. See what you find. All right. So this guy is a Lyft driver in Philadelphia. He used to walk the streets. Uh, you know, you've seen these. If you go to any big city, they got people who go on the sides of the streets and preach, and they hold hold the signs up to say Jesus saves. Never understood what exactly that does. I never thought a driver is going by. Oh look, Jesus saves. Let me pull over. Okay, I'm gonna get sick. You know, I mean, it, it, come on. You're better just off, messaging like any other billboard out there. Yeah, you're better off sitting down at a Starbucks with somebody who's, you know, persuadable and talking to them about it rather than holding a sign up for eight hours, you know, with your megaphone. Well, don't just, say that. It's a, what, the, that's what every advertiser's built on. Look at down. all the billboards on the side of the road. Don't be like, yeah, no, don't do that. There's no, there's no point in that. Yeah, but it's the subject matter. I don't think you save anybody by holding a sign on the side of the road, yelling into a, a microphone, you, you're all going to die. No, no, you grab that's a gullible not what guy happens, and you take Rick. him to lunch. <laughs> Somebody that's really going through it might look at it and see it as a sign and be like, oh, that's a sign I needed. Oh, okay. You there, never there, know. There's a sign on every corner where I live. Anyway, <laughs> after a decade, a Philadelphia, Philadelphia Lyft driver said, um, you know, I'm getting more done drawing, driving the Lyft car. Michael Grant's his name, but he's also known as the do you have any heavenly music uh something heavenly yeah yeah the gliss is good you got the gliss ready Uh, tell me when when he is known as the philly jesus the philly jesus jesus okay philly jesus all right do you approve is it okay I just wasn't under- I couldn't understand what you were saying at first. Philly Jesus. I know, but cheesesteak, Philly cheesesteak. I thought you were trying to make a joke yeah, about he's a Philly cheesesteak. Philly Jesus. That's why I was thought you were making a joke because it was in Philly. All right, let, let's go to talk to the cheese guy. He goes by Philly Jesus. It's like a church on wheels, you know. It's like that's how I look at it now. With gospel music blaring, the Holy Bible on the dash, and rosary beads in his hand. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. He'll get you where you need to go and throw in a Hail Mary at no charge. I pick up a passenger, and I, you know, they see me dressed like this, and I, and I turn back and I, I say, Jesus is taking the wheel today, you know? And, that, and then I play gospel music on the gospel radio. He's got the whole garb. He's got the Jesus wear and the oh, sandals yeah? and everything. It all started back in 2016 when he was doing the Jesus on the sidewalk and he got in front of an Apple store and you know Apple is not having Jesus. No. No, they arrested him. Oh. Yeah. They arrested him? Thou shalt not preach in front of Apple. Exactly. No, are you kidding me? So, uh, yeah, so he said, no, this is better than doing that. I dress up like my superhero Jesus. I play gospel music and then I tell them, you know, Give me a follow on social media. Driving six days a week, of course, off on Sundays, he admits not all customers enjoy the Jesus Act, but he says spreading the word from behind the wheel is a lot safer than walking the streets. God bless me with a car. God bless me with a job. You know, it, it beats walking on the street, you know, like... Jesus rode a donkey. Philly Jesus is riding a car. Yeah, and, and Jesus and, and God gave me a 5.9 APR deal. Yeah, and, and the undercoating. And God gave that other guy Tyler Perry's jet. I just had to buy it. All right, Pizza Hut in Ontario. A uh, little 
misspell on their sign. They were closing for a reason. I don't know what the reason was. It doesn't really matter. But the sign was supposed to say, uh, closed for unforeseen circumstances. However, I guess the owner of the restaurant, because they have franchises, uh, Timmins, uh, posted the sign on his door. And I guess when he typed it and printed it, he didn't really look very close at the sign because it said... Closed for unforeseen circumcisions. Uh, the hospital across the street sent him a note saying, leave that to us. <laughs> so we'll be detaching your sexual organ at the base by making incisions here, here, and here. Got it. Leaving a partial length of severed urethra to be threaded through. A- <laughs> oh, boy. Ohio politicians may be poised to consider whether the state might break its unofficial moratorium on the death penalty by following. And this is an old story. He, they did the execution. By well, Alabama did. I think Alabama did the nitrogen execution. Oh, it did. OK, so Ohio is going to adopt the same thing. Nitrogen gas. Why would they adopt that? Did you see it? The guy was flopping like a fish. It was disturbing. Yeah, what is that all about? Ohio was like, that looks painful. Do it. The federal judge involved in a ruling said that the protocol could cause in- inmates severe pain and needless suffering. Now, uh, that sounds horrible, and I have mixed feelings about it because I don't see why they can't put him to sleep with propofol and give him some drug that just makes him, you know, kills him. Unless like, you're yeah. a pedophile, I'm all for it. Well, yeah, that's that's my point. Wait a minute. So then you start looking. I mean, the people on death row are there for a reason. And I know that we've made some errors along the way, and that perhaps we should be more careful and diligent on our you know, uh, evidence digging, whatever you call it. But the thing is, is that I read about this guy, these people, I mean, we're talking people who sliced up 14 people in the house, children, mothers, fathers, dogs, other people, pedophiles who not only pedophiled, but they also did the same thing, chopping this, killing that, severing people's. And I'm like, you know what? What's another 10 seconds of pain for this guy? So, you know. Yeah, but why are they doing natural gas? Everything's supposed to be electric. Pull the chair back out. Well, I mean, what's next? Helium? Some states are executing death row inmates with experimental nitrogen gas. We believe there's a more humane method. Death by helium. Any last words? I'm innocent. Administer the balloon. Any more last words? Uh, yeah. Follow the yellow brick road. Helium may not be deadly, but it's killing us just thinking about it. Hey, uh, do, do some more last words. How about we represent the Lollipop Guild? We don't mean to make light of such a heavy subject, but it is pretty funny. The plane! The plane! <laughs> Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Sunny FM. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy. All right. The newest casualty in the sanctuary city realm is Denver. We have New York, Chicago. You know, these all these. It's funny to watch this. It really is. And there's something. Who said that yesterday? We were playing some audio about somebody says it was a comedian, Tim uh-huh. Mac- McMillan. Remember that? He was on with Joe Rogan. He said, yeah, things are unraveling and really we're powerless to do anything about it. So let's just watch it like it's some kind of sitcom, you know? Yeah. And it really is funny to watch this. I heard a phrase the other day that I'm going to repeat. I'm going to make it mine. Okay. Because it's a great phrase about all these boobs like Mayor Adams and Brandon in Chicago and now Denver, you know, highly liberal, far left-leaning mayors who are now complaining because they have a microscopic fraction of the people, the illegals, that are coming across the border are being shipped to their cities by Governor Abbott. 
And, and of course, Biden, this, this is never spoken about because it's not the major cities. The Biden administration, in the middle of the night, this is going back to Jen Psaki as the White House spokesperson. Oh, yeah. In the middle of the night, there's flights with the illegals that they pick up at the border and ship to small towns all over the United States. The next morning, you wake up in Kikaki, Michigan, you're like, hey, <laughs> what's going on here? What are these people doing on our streets? You could see the videos now. It's really depressing. You watch these videos. Joe, you've seen them. These people are just hanging out in the corners. Oh, my gosh. They're everywhere, just sitting there. There's just droves of people. This one guy, I forget which town it was, another small town. He's like, yep, because they're just sitting there waiting for their orders, and that's when it's going to happen. What do you mean they're, oh, like what to, what they're supposed to be doing? Well, he passes these 24, 20-year-old, 24-year-old military-age men bunch of them hanging on all four corners of this major street in the middle of some town, some small town in Nebraska, and he calls it out for what it is. He goes, these people are just waiting for their instructions on what's next. He Jeez. goes, there were Chinese, there was Asians, there was Chinese that he could identify, there was, I'm telling you. It's an attack from within? Why not? We're letting them all in. We just let a terrorist in who got on a microphone and told everybody he's a terrorist. That's right. I have audio right now of that one before we get to Denver. Let me play that. I'm, this is... This is the same guy from the other day that we played that said, you don't know my name, but you will soon. Yeah. And he was convicted overseas from being a terrorist and let out. Now he's here. And a young lady asked him, you came here for the American dream, right? And this is his response. I came here for something else. Yes. I came here to defense against the inhumanity that's what's happening in our countries. I was an ex-prisoner for 10 years and 4 months and 22 days for wow. a fabricated case in Egypt after the first revolutions happened in 2011 after Mubarak stood down from his bullshit chair and the other ugly face came which now he's talking about democracy and he's none nothing he know nothing about democracy anyway I'm not going to play the rest of this because it's hard to understand where he's going but well she asked him where are you from he says Palestine and she says what do you hear what do you need and he goes I need justice is what he says at the end so he's coming here he's already a terrorist he was spent like he said 10 years three months two minutes in jail and Egypt put him in jail for being a terrorist okay that ought to tell you something about this guy and he's he's here and he's not been apprehended you missed the best part oh no, I'll the, play it I'll the, play no, it no 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 I can tell you it's just she offers him her business card. She goes, I'd like to give you my, my personal business card oh, if you great. need anything. And I'm Fantastic like, way to get knifed. I'm like, is that your way of being like, please don't kill me. I'm here to help. Like, why are you giving him your business card? Because they're delusional. They think they're going to change these people. They don't understand. I'm telling you, man, these squishy, wushy snowflake people that we have in charge now think they're going to change the world with love and and cariño and all this. They're not going to change anything. You're going to be the first one to go when he goes off. So anyway... Mosum Samadov. Silence! I kill you! All right, Denver. Again, I was talking about the mayors. The mayor there says he needs money. Really, dude? You labeled yourself a sanctuary city. Here is the phrase I meant to tell you earlier. Sanctuary cities are caught in the web of their own hypocrisy. Mm. They wanted to be sanctuary cities because they wanted everybody to feel squishy about them. You know, oh, that's great. They love all humans. There's no illegal humans. Oh, we okay. need to all be like this city. Look what they're doing. Now they got 40,000. That's a that's one that's 4 days at the border on a slow day. They have 40,000 migrants in there losing their S. I mean, 
Schools are overrun because they have to put them in the schools right away. Uh-huh. Yeah, got to put them in. Okay, and they slow all the kids that live here down as far as education goes. The hospitals are overrun. People, American citizens, can't get services because they're prioritizing the illegals because later on they'll be able to vote. Well, there was somebody here. We got a message from someone on our Facebook page. And I forget where, what area of town it was here in Central Florida. She works at one of the hospitals. Again, I can't remember which one. And she said they're flown in, they're treated, and they're flown out. Yeah. They're paid. Everything's paid for. This is all on purpose. I just don't, like, I don't want people to get the wrong idea. We have no problem with immigration. All right? You can come here, become a citizen, do the darn thing, man. But you're going to get 40% of your paycheck stolen for these same services, just like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're hung up on that. I just, okay. Well, so anyway. because, I mean, it's uh, those services are kind of supposed to be for us. I mean, if they're going to steal a huge chunk of your paycheck, you might as well get something for it. Instead, they're giving you're it to not people gonna, that ain't paying nothing. Dude, they're going to, okay, never mind. I'm not going to get into a tax discussion here, but you seem to want to do that every day. We'll have, a, we'll have a time for that. We'll put together a little special where you get to vent for an hour. And I'll be there with you. I'll be there with you. So anyway, Denver migrant problematic control. If Denver is having trouble with 40,000 illegals, how will they handle the next 400,000? The illegal influx is growing exponentially and just exceeded babies born in America last month. Sounds like uh, some of my... Uh, rel- stop, stop, stop. That sounds like uh, uh, we have some people that came over here on the parole program where right. you text ahead and then when you get to the border you get a book from Kamala Harris you get your phone you get $2,200 you get $1,200 a month after that for the first six months because that's how long you can't work and you get you know transportation anywhere you want to go if you need a hotel room in a fancy city you get that as well I mean you get how everything. do I fill this form you get, out where is you it you get health care you get all this crap they where come do I o- sign up they come over here and I'll tell them to the and then they start complaining they get all that stuff that we can't get, that veterans can't get, and then they start complaining. The it's not audacity. What, it's, that makes me so angry. The entitlement. I've been meaning to put my wife on. She can explain it so much better because she's dealing with it directly. But anyway, uh, go on. A hungry father got down on his knees and used a pole to try and fish food out from behind a fence. Yeah, in Denver, in Denver, the, the compassionate city where we care about everybody's humans and nobody's illegal. They put them in a, in a zoo, basically. It's outdoors, it's fenced in, <gasps> and they can't get out while they're being processed. Can you imagine you come over here with all the promises? Oh, you know, you come over here and we're going to loving arms and then we're going to do this and we're going to do that and we're going to put you in a fence outside where it's 23 degrees. And this guy has to reach under a fence with a stick, try to get the food. Denver asked for more illegal aliens and Texas provided. There's no sympathy to be had for the city. Unfortunately, the Democratic Party is putting these foreigners in this sad situation. Open borders encourage illegal immigration. If you want to stop these sad stories, vote for politicians who will secure the border. Yeah. All right. Now, the border issue has become very important to Biden because why? Oh, all of a sudden, it's the top, one of the top three issues in American voters' mind. That's Mm. why it's important to him now. What's happening on the border with Governor Abbott of Texas is so important. It's why 25 Republican governors have rallied around him and offered to send, some have offered to send their own National Guard. This is the moment. I mean, this is the, this is an election year issue. The border hat is now front and center. It is the most, uh, in, in the polling, it shows up the most as the thing people are concerned about. So all of a sudden, Biden has to be concerned about it. And then they have to try to pass this bill where he seems like he actually did something. But the bill does absolutely zero. You know, and the bill, it reduces it from 10000 
acceptable a week. We don't have any acceptable limits right now. Anybody can mm-hmm. come in. But the bill reduces it to 5000 a day. That's 3500 a week. Do, do the math. 35000 $35, a week. Okay, hold on. $1.8 a year. Crossing illegally. And that's after Biden puts together this fake bill that Congress approves, hopefully not. And you feel, and then he'll come out there and all the news will back him up. Every network who carries his water will say, look, you see, Joe's a fantastic president. He fixed the border and immigration's fixed and everything's wonderful and you need to vote for him. You suck, you jackass. (laughs) Mark Zuckerberg was in the news yesterday. He was testifying in front of a Senate Judiciary Committee. Did he have to sit on the little booster seat with his little (laughs) legs dangling down? Yeah, and he actually did a pseudo-apology to the crowd behind a bunch of parents with dead children. What? Yep. You've got families from across the nation whose children are either severely harmed or gone and you don't think it's appropriate to take a, talk about steps that you took? The fact that you didn't fire a single person? To, Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Have you compensated any of the victims? Sorry? Have you compensated any of the victims? I, These I, girls, I, have you compensated them? I don't believe so. You, why not? Don't you think they deserve some compensation for what your platform has done? Help Senator, with counseling services? Help with... Dealing with the issues that your your services cause. Our our job is to make sure that we build tools to help keep people safe. Are you going to platform. compensate them, Senator? Our job and what we take seriously is making sure that we build industry-leading tools to find harmful to content, make money, take it off the services, no, to make money, and to build tools that empower parents. So you didn't take any people. action. You didn't that's take any true, action. Senator. You didn't fire anybody. You haven't that's compensated a single not, victim. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. There's families of victims here today. Have you apologized to the victims? Would you like to do so now? Well, they're here. You're on national television. Would you like now to apologize to the victims who have been harmed by your product? Show them the pictures. Would you like to apologize for what you've done to these good people? And there he is sort of apologizing. Now, you know what? Uh, I'm confused as to what happened. How did their kid? I don't understand what's going on. Here's more of an explanation. (sighs) Gavin Guffey showed us photos of your son got online with Instagram and was tricked by a group and the damage to your family's been done. Hopefully we can take your pain and turn it into something positive so nobody else has to hold up a sign. Uh, Gavin, son got online with Instagram and was tricked by a group in Nigeria that put up a young lady posing to be his girlfriend. And as things go at that stage in life, he gave her some photos, uh, compromising sexual photos. And it mm-hmm. turned out that she was part of a, a extortion group in Nigeria. They threatened the young man that if you don't give us money, we're going to expose these photos. He gave them money, but it wasn't enough. They kept threatening and he killed himself. They threatened Mr. Guffey and a son. These are bastards by any known definition. Uh, Mr. Zuckerberg, you and the companies before us, I know you don't mean it to be so, but you have blood on your hands. You have a product. You have a product that's killing people. 
Okay, now you heard both things. You heard what happened, and there's thousands of those cases, thousands, literally. And there's parents in that room. There's probably about two or 300 parents in that room with kids that are killed themselves over something that happened online with Facebook. But I, I, I hate to do this. Go ahead. What were we going to say? Well, because they're, they're not all like that. They're not all someone that w- was duped, for lack of a better word, and not didn't have the sense to go, this doesn't seem right, right? Right. Some of them, and we've done this story f- multiple times- was a, a kid that said, there's pictures of me being abused online and you said it didn't go against your social standards or your conduct on your platform to take down. So here's this kid that has to relive being abused by someone and the pictures are allowed to be up online. So it's not every, because I know what you're about to say. You're about to say at some point you got to take personal responsibility. Yeah, I, I know the direction you're going. No. But they're not all that way is what I'm what I'm trying to say. No, you're talking about that 14-year-old that uh, somebody posted uh, pictures of him and they wouldn't take it down. It took Correct. about uh, three weeks and then they finally took it down, but, you know, whatever. I, I get it. Yeah. But this was, the thing is, is that I was actually, I'm not going to defend Zuckerberg, but I am going to say, I don't think that the kids are killing themselves or, or, or over your product. I don't think a product is causing these kids yeah. to kill themselves. It's the if means, though. That's, the, that's, yeah, the, it's, 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 that's like what yeah, you but, said is the tool is like that if the product wasn't there, if Facebook wasn't there, then maybe that situation wouldn't have well, happened let is me, what I'm, they're trying to say. I'm really bad at analogies, as you know. But let's say Facebook and all of the social media didn't exist and they were doing this by mail. Let's say they were sending yeah. pictures and say, hey, these are the pictures. I'm going to distribute it to all your friends if you don't send us money. What difference is it? So you're, you're going to blame. I know, hey, they don't do the job correctly. If they were really, they're not concerned with it, I guess is a better way to put it, with Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. They're not concerned about what's happening on their platform, but they could use another platform. It but doesn't have to be social media. I don't think it's just the platform. I think it's that, why are you not vetting? Why are you allowing people like this on your platform to begin with? Well, don't they require an ID now at this point? Well, that's what they're pat, try, that's what they're trying to pass here in Florida, and everybody's poo-pooing it. How dare you? I mean, yeah. Remember DeSantis last week? 16 uh-huh. years or younger, you can't have a, a social media. Nobody's ever happy with anything. It's like people complain on this end, and it's like we need a solution. Then you come up with a solution. People aren't happy with that either. Well, I mean, it's state regulation is one thing, but Facebook at the end of the day is like, the buck stops with them. I mean, regardless of our laws here, if it's some guy in Nigeria that's pulling the scam or doing the, the deed, like, make it harder for him to get, you know, Nigeria probably doesn't have any regulation on that. Well, but Facebook a- is in the position to regulate everybody who yeah. uses their product. I'm, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to defend them because no, they, have, right, they do it's, have a lot of blood on their hands, but think about it. they have You what? only get blackmail from putting the stuff out no, there. No, I'm, I'm not even blaming the kid putting the pictures online or, or falling for a naked girl that came from Nigeria that he doesn't get. But it's it's like, you know, how can you blame a platform that has 1.6 billion users? Mm-hmm. There's no algorithm in the world that's going to follow all that. Yeah. If there's a report, you try to get through to Facebook. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Try to call them. It's but not. I think that's we're 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 honing in on this one specific case. Social media and online bullying is at an all time high where that one girl went to jail because she told her boyfriend to kill himself and broke up with him. And he was yeah. so heartbroken that he did it. And so it's like you see that one father was talking about the one kid with the, the girl from Nigeria. But there's so many other cases that if the platform wasn't there and the platform, you know, it's a fine line between let everybody say what they want to say and then, OK, but we need to regulate these people. And I think that we haven't figured out that balance yet. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, it's I get what you're saying. It's not necessarily Facebook's responsibility to police every everybody. You know, it's it's kind of a, a tough gray area because you have 
you can't hold them responsible for everything. You know, it's like if, yeah. if a guy's running around pouring bleach in people's coffee, do you go yell at Clorox? Well, that's my point here. It's like I like Josh Holly. Uh, what's his face? Uh, who's the other guy? Um, the the the, the uh, Lindsey Graham. I mean, he's all right, but I mean, uh, it's it, they're talking about like it's it's directly a cause by Facebook. It's not. Well, oh, and Instagram. That. Or Instagram, but the same company, Meta. So yeah. it's it's not, they didn't directly cause this to happen. They facilitated it, but so could the USPS. Yeah, I mean, Mothers Against Drunk Driving ain't dragging Ford into the congressional hearing. Right. Same thing with the guns. The guns didn't kill the person. The person killed the person. So anyway, uh, let's do something fun. How about peeing in a plane? Oh, gosh. Okay. This lady. Frontier Airlines passenger pulled her pants down and her underwear in the middle of the aisle in a plane in flight and peed on the floor. What is wrong with people? Well, she had to go to the bathroom. So yeah. what? I don't care. I've had to go to the bathroom too. I've never pulled my pants down in front of people and peed. I think it was right here. Were they landing in Orlando? Yeah. An affidavit Tuesday. Uh, Dolce Huerta, 60 years old, faces charges of simple assault, interference with a flight crew, and she also threatened to kill some passengers. Oh, she was a hot mess. Yeah, she has a felony for indecent exposure. The Department of Justice is all over this, and here's a recording of what happened on, on the plane. Sorry, everybody. Are you serious? She squats. She takes her pants down and she gets down to pee on the floor. I don't give a no I gotta go pee. I don't give a God, why? If we if you created us in your image, Lord, why would you create this? What what, what went wrong? Did something go yes, wrong? It like, gives people free will. The factory, yeah, this cut them with the free will. Do something about. Is there a filter you can have? There's cut limits. The to, there's like some it. limits to everything, but this kind of just. Skip towards the end and listen to the stewardess at the very end. At the very end. Okay, here we go. Here. I don't give a f- what you say. Just keep the aisle clear at this time. Appreciate it. <laughs> She's so defeated. She's like, I hate my life. I hate my job. Keep the aisle clear, please. There's only one airline that's cheap, comfortable, and has no problem with you relieving yourself right there in the aisle. And that's Squat Blue Airlines. Yes, when you've got to go, you've got to go. And now you can go to hundreds of destinations around the globe with Squat Blue. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your pilot speaking. Just a reminder, lavatories are in the front and rear of the aircraft, but that doesn't matter here on Squat Blue. Feel free to pop a squat right there in the aisle and do your business. Totally fine. Honey, what are you doing? You heard the man. So whether it's number one or number two, pop a squat on Squat Blue. Wow, this feels so wrong, but it's so convenient. Thanks, Squat Blue. Book your flight and do your business in the aisle today. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Oh, my God. On 105.9 Sunny FM. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Wake up and smell the future, man. Having fun with the world gone crazy. I'm looking for new toilets. It's funny, though, because it's a Freudian, it's like a, a happy mistake. What, what did Bob Ross call things? Happy accidents? Yeah. Because it's supposed to say buy two toilets, but it says but two toilets, which is <laughs> a funny pun. Um, okay, so... This woman's going viral, got her couch at Costco, like most places, if you buy something somewhere and you're not really happy with it or it's got a defect of some sort when you get it home, you're allowed to bring it back and return it and get one that's in good shape. So she's going viral on social media for bragging about how she returned her couch to Costco 
after using it for two years. What? What? Can you do that? Yeah, I guess Costco has a very generous return policy, which doesn't mention any restrictions other than for, uh, I think it's for jewelry, electronics, alcohol. Obviously, if you bring back an empty alcohol bottle, they're not going to give you. I I use it. (laughs) Tires and batteries. Other than that, um, there's no like time restrictions. So she brought the couch back and got a new couch for free. I don't like this color anymore. Can yeah, you imagine? that won't last. Now she didn't that, even have the receipt, by the way. What? Now that this story's gay, but they have a record of all your stuff. You but like, got a receipt. There was a there was a joke uh, about Nordstrom's. I don't know if it was uh, an urban legend or not, but a lady brought back a tire. Okay. And that was defective. It truly was defective, but she brought it back. An older lady. She brought it back to Nordstrom's, put it on the counter, and told the clerk, "Yeah, this tire. It. It. it look at it." It's got a broken seam. It leaked out, and I was out of flat. Did they the have to the give road. her a refund? They, they, Nordstrom's gave her a refund for the tire. Nordstrom's. Even though they didn't get it, she didn't get it from Nordstrom's. Or did Nordstrom's she? Nordstrom's doesn't sell tires. Right, I didn't think so. Yeah, yeah, no. Nordstrom <laughs> sells clothing. So, so she said, people online were like, "We, how did you even do this? What, did, what was the process? What did you do?" She said, "I walked in, I told them about it. She didn't even have the couch. She just told them about it. They looked it up in the system. They're like, yeah, you did buy this couch.'" And I don't know if she showed him a picture or whatever. And they credited her her account for the purchase price, which was $900. So she just got $900 for a new couch. Did She didn't have to bring back the cat pee stained couch? I don't know if it had cat pee or stains on it. I just know that she got tired of it after two years and brought it back in. And this is Costco? This is Costco. Hold on. Let me see. My wow. car is still good. Some people are <laughs> shaming her online and some people are like, good for you. Get away with it. And some people are like, that's just taking advantage of the system. You're just mad because you didn't think of it. Yeah, I mean, the system right. is there. You She's wouldn't do it, it, would you? Um, Uh-oh, that was it. Oh, no, no, yep. that, that, forget uh-huh. it. Don't even answer. Now no, you're ready to. I had a story. Did. Oh, yeah. Is it what? the one you just told us? Because that's fascinating. No, that's not for an <laughs> honor. <laughs> this is my story about an air fryer, which my husband couldn't believe that I did. So I got the air fryer. First time I ever got an air fryer. And I had put it like oh, a dumbass on the... You know this story. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like a dumbass, I oh. put it on the stove. Oh, no. And... So I'm using the air fryer, and I guess when I slid the drawer in, it hit the knob on the stove. I'm an idiot for putting it on the stove. So, and it turned on the stove. (laughs) So, and I'd never used an air fryer before. So I'm sitting there (laughs) growing around the house, and all of a sudden there's tons of smoke. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? This air fryer is defective. Holy crap. I'm freaking out. I'm calling my dad. I'm like looking for the fire extinguisher. I'm I'm afraid everything's going to explode. I take a closer look, because I pulled the drawer out. I'm like, what's wrong with it? The whole bottom of it is on fire and melted because the burner turned on. Of course. Right? <laughs> so I have to turn the burner off. I open all the doors so the fire alarm doesn't go off and the whole building doesn't have to evacuate because I'm a dumbass. Ooh. And so I let it dry. It peeled right off the plastic, but it was all melted. The thing melted in half. It was yeah. like melted in oh. half. I put it back in the box and I returned it to Amazon for <gasps> another one. Well, yeah. <laughs> They took it back? Yeah. Did the lady take it out of the out of the cardboard box? No, I put it in the box. I taped it closed. I dropped it off what at UPS. What was your comment? Melted in shipping. Um, <laughs> description about- not as, or a product no. not as described or something. <laughs> didn't they smell the burning? They Didn't they smell the fact that it was singed? Product I don't know. I wasn't there described. at the warehouse when they got it back, oh, but oh. I got a brand new air fryer for free. I, was, I didn't feel good about it, okay? I had <laughs> guilt for days that this is a Catholic in me. I felt so bad, and my husband was making it worse. Nor, I know he really didn't care, but the, for the rest of the week, he's like, I can't believe you did that. Shame, shame. I'm like, should I call him? He's like, no, don't call him. You're What's gonna wrong call with you? Yeah, hey, I lied to you. I burnt it. I still feel bad about that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, they're listening ear. right now. They're gonna I love send, that. They're going to send their goons over here. <laughs> Product not as described. <laughs> two two big guys, you know, six it's foot like five outside. It's different than what it looks like. With, with batons, picture. you know, are you Jill? Yeah, yeah, we're here from Costco. I learned a lesson, though. I no longer put my air fryer on the stove. There you go. I was under the impression I was buying a new one, and this one's already somehow melted it's in melted. half. Melted. I don't know what happened. <laughs> it's the strangest thing. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, God. Um, so this this teenage girl, well, she's not even a teenager. She's 11. I hope more kids have the street smarts like this girl did because, um, not to get super serious, but kidnappers are brazen lately. They'll try to take children in the middle of the day out of their own yards. Like, it's the gutsy is there. So mm-hmm. you you think, oh, they're playing in the yard, or oh, they're safe, they're walking with other... Uh-uh, you can never be too careful. This 11-year-old girl from Arizona is being hailed a hero after she saved herself from a potential kidnapper. She was walking to school. This was on a Friday morning. Man pulls up, makes a U-turn, gets out of his car, and attempts to grab her. So she starts running away. She kicks and screams. She starts screaming no, and he goes away. So she, she caught up with a couple of her other classmates that were also walking to school. She tells them about it. They help her. They go to the uh, office, which I'm glad the school actually did something because sometimes they don't. But And she goes into her school, and there's usually an officer in every school. I know my son has an armed police officer there. And they go and they tell him. They call the authorities, and they come there, and they take the girl's report. Turns out where he tried to take her was in front of a place that had security footage. So they go to the place. She tells them everything. They go to the place. They get the security footage. They get the guy. He lived a couple doors down from her. Oh. Got <laughs> He was a 37-year-old. He was arrested and facing charges, including attempted kidnapping. But she saved... I mean, I'm so glad she was smart enough to say something. This victim did everything right. The most important thing she did right, I would say, is just fighting for her life. Parents, please talk with your children about stranger danger in any situation. Please tell them to always be aware of their surroundings and to walk with an adult or in groups to and from school. Sometimes in groups you have to be careful too, though. Yeah. Like I know my husband and some people will make fun of me because I'm a little overprotective when it comes to like if we're in a crowded area like a theme park or something and Elliot says hey can I go over to that store over there and look around I'll be like wait till one of us goes with you or stay where I can see all that goes through my head is Adam Walsh where his dad said he he said I'm gonna go over here with these kids and I'm gonna look in this store that's all that goes through my brain and it's not that I don't trust my kid I don't trust other people of course not so that's where I go and I'm like wait just a second I'll go with it you know and then he's a teenager and I know I have to let it go at some point but nobody was he wasn't with friends or anything like that right but I mean that that's a good lesson for everybody I'll be honest I got a lot of like girlfriends that are like oh my gosh yeah we're just going downtown like okay you got a knife no Okay, well, I hate to break it to you. You're 80 pounds. Right. So what? So if I wanted to throw you in a van, it wouldn't take much. I'm not strong. I'm just bigger than you. But you really got to be situationally aware. And if you're with another friend that's 80 pounds, guess what? They'll take both of you. Yeah. All right. I'm going to be sexist for a moment. Okay. I think the female species is not very aware of their surroundings. I noticed that. You are 100% correct. And the reason I know this is because that was drilled into my head from a very young age because I have an older brother. And I have smart parents. I'm not just bragging because they're my parents, but I do. But my mom, especially with the cell phone, and I've drilled it into Elliot's head. Stop looking at your phone when you're walking. You need to be aware of what is around you. And I'm to the point now where I might be, I'd rather be over aware than under aware. Mm -hmm. I know who's following me down an aisle. I know who's in the aisle with me. I know who was in the last aisle with me. I know, especially if my son's with me, I'm 
people might call me paranoid, but I don't care. I'd rather be safe and paranoid than not aware. Yeah, and don't walk around the street with your earbuds on. No. Especially at night. Or if you're at the gas pump, be messing around with your phone. Like, look around. Your head needs to be swiveling. You know how many people just leave uh-huh. their keys in their car at the gas pump? They might not be trying to, you know, kidnap you. But at the same time, no, but gas you could pumps, get knifed and have your car stolen right there if you're not paying attention. Yeah, yeah. gas pumps are actually one of the most highest uh, crime areas ever. So. Back home, and granted, Memphis is one of the most dangerous cities in the country now, but what they would do was you'd be pumping your gas, looking at the gas pump. They'd slip into your car in your back seat mm-hmm. behind you where you didn't see it. You drive off with them, they carjack you. Yeah, rental car agencies, you go to pick up your car at night, you walk in the parking lot, or even the bus drops you off, they pull away right away. Always look in the back seat before you even open the door. Mm-hmm. Or they'll come over, and they squat down, and they mm-hmm. open your um, driver's side door if your purse is there with your wallet. Mm-hmm. They open the door, they grab your wallet, and they walk off. And you get back in your car. Where's my wallet? Well, they took it when you were facing the other way. Yeah, yeah. So you just have to always be aware, 100%. All right, this is a new study looked at the largest companies in America. Are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. Found out that their return to office mandates after COVID might have just been a power grab and that people being back in the office didn't help their bottom line at all. It's the, I have to be here, so you have to be here mentality. Yeah. So wait a minute. Wait, wait. That that The go at home thing was, was a- No, the coming back. Oh, the coming back thing. Oh, uh, we all need to be back in the office. Everyone needs to be back in the office. They're saying it's a power grab by upper management and that these biggest the biggest companies in America, I'm not saying that's every company, but according to this study, it was 137 of the largest companies in America said having people back in the office didn't help their bottom line at all. Yeah, no. well, I still don't want Janine feeding her cat during my meeting. It was a, um, it was a, what do you call it? Uh, a micromanaging thing. I want to look yeah. over you while you're doing things. Yeah, I own you for eight hours. Oh yeah. Gosh. And people put memes up all over the place. I saw one yesterday. It was hysterical. I should have downloaded it. It's a guy, you know, like a split screen. And it's um, because companies more and more, they'll say, oh, I'm going to hire you to work from eight to five or eight to six. And then they'll call a meeting at 630 and then you're there till eight and they start to push it. So it's this one guy and it says, they were making fun of millennials, but it said millennials at when work is up and he's packing up, it's like 459. You see the clock at the bottom of the screen and she's still on the Zoom call. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, now um, for the next 45 minutes, it's almost five o'clock. Uh, the next 45 minutes, we're going to go over Q1 stats uh, and I'll make it quick. And then you see him click off of his camera and she's like David David where'd you go and he's like oh I'm off uh, you hired me to work here till five o'clock it's five o'clock I'm done she's like well uh, we won't take long it'll be 45 minutes she's he's like are you gonna pay me for the 45 minutes <laughs> I got stuff to do I'm gone bye well, you're full time <laughs> yeah that it does seem to be a habit nowadays with a lot of companies they'll well come it's just I, we need you to do us a favor and be a team player here and it's like yeah but you're asking me to do this guy's job for no money Think of all the things we could fix. Listen to this, just for a second. Okay. I should be king for a few minutes. Okay. Or like Trump says, dictator for one day. No, I mean, think about this. You want to save the environment, not, not that it needs saving, but let's say that you're, you have that mentality, you know, climate change and all that. Forget the electric cars. That's not working. Everybody works from homes. Demolish all these buildings. You know how much carbon these buildings put out? The oh, air yeah. conditioning, the heating, the power, the elevators, electricity. Everybody works from home. Then you take the federal income tax and get rid of it. Our economy would boom. There's no explosion sound effect big enough for the boom I'm talking about. He's Think right. about it. Plus, the, 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 the one and a half degree we're trying to reduce in the atmosphere, probably go down three degrees. You get rid of all those buildings, you put trees up. 
Wow. Sounds crazy, so doesn't it? So much green space but Think about it. Think of the stuff we do that actually does damage stuff, and we don't do anything about that. What we do is try to sell EVs. You know why? Because Congress people make money out of that. Didn't Have our air quality work? improve greatly during COVID when it nobody sure was did. going anywhere? And the earth started stopped vibrating. <laughs> yeah, it did, yeah, because people weren't driving everywhere and walking everywhere. The earth vibrates, makes noise from all the traffic. And it stopped? Did you know that? Yeah. yeah, it went down significantly. Yeah, they were able to look at like... Uh, what, do you, what do you call those earthquake counters? Are you yeah. BSing me? Or are you serious? No, I'm serious. The okay. size, size, seism- seismograph. Seismographs. Yeah, they, uh, they, the, the earth quieted down for for a good four weeks. I felt like that was a let's see if we can stump Jill. We'll think of something for that <laughs> later. Um, and the new craze everyone's getting, which is so funny because it's not even like a thing, is the Travis Kelsey haircut. If you've seen what? Travis Kelsey, That's, his head is buzzed. That's it. It's just it, He shaves his head. <laughs> That's all it is. The military is like, we had it first. <laughs> but people are going into barbershops and saying, can I get the Kelsey cut? And they're like, um, okay. If you want to look like my niece, I guess. <laughs> you want to know why they're doing it? Because they think if they get a haircut like Travis Kelsey, they'll get a girlfriend. Ah, oh, mm. come on. Hey, it's Travis Kelsey. Want to look just like me? Then come on down to Kelsey Cuts, where we'll give you the same super cool haircut I have. Hey, man, welcome to Kelsey Cuts. What can I do for you? Uh, how much just to shave the sides of my head? Seven bucks. Well, how much for the Kelsey cut? Three hundred bucks. But isn't that also just the sides of my head being shaved? And- Let's do this. Yep, you'll love the success you get by having a Travis Kelsey haircut. Jenkins, those reports were due six days ago. And oh, wow, Jenkins, your hair looks just like Travis Kelsey's. Thanks, boss. It's a Kelsey cut. I'm giving you a raise, and I'm giving you my job. You are magnificent, Jenkins. So what are you waiting for? Get the haircut that screams I'm successful and Taylor Swift likes me. Get the Kelsey (laughs) cut. Only at Kelsey Cuts. See you soon. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Hey, you're with Stupid News on the Rick Stacy Morning Show. Who's the stupid one now? With Jill and Smokestack. All right, Cleveland, Ohio, as reported by WJW, WJW News. I'm Kirk Kirkson. Visit us at www.wjww.com. How many? If it's news in Cleveland, it's news to us. Local racehorse tested positive for meth. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Is that a performance-enhancing drug or performance-reducing drug? Animal rights activists are calling for the harness trainer uh, for his license to be revoked. The horse named Guardy's Legacy tested positive for methamphetamine after a race at the MGM Northfield Park. According to the U.S. Trotting Association, a, can you imagine working at the U.S. Trotting? Hello, U.S. <laughs> trotting Association. How may we trot for you? Is the refrigerator trotting? You better go catch it all. The hell, man! There's some things out there we know not of, but they're funny. The U.S. Trotting. Anyway, a blood sample was taken from the horse shortly after winning the race, and there they found meth. <laughs> Jesse showed up. Hey, horsey, let's make some meth. What kind of name is Jesse for a man? Oh, come on, Wilbur. Get with it, man. All right. We go off on our own fantasies here. I know you do. That's why I just have to... That's why you're texting your kid. <laughs> Jill, Elliot, is so su- get into radio. Jill is so subtle. If it's a story she doesn't like, it's like, okay, I'm going to do my hair and I'm going to text my kid. Okay, don't we'll do my hair, but if my son texts you morning, mommy, I'm going to text him back. 
Son, don't ever get into broadcasting. It's terrible. I text my wife while you're doing your story. You do. You look at your I phone never, all the time while I'm doing my story. When do I look at my phone? I am in direct view of you. I have a little tunnel <laughs> right once here. Once in a you blue moon, I look at my phone. this computer hides you, but Yo, I see everything. Okay, once in a while, I look at my phone, and, and it's probably to look up for a story. You have the bedazzled phone, so the, it blinds me every time it shines off the lights, and you're holding in your hand. It's Rick's, dainty. Rick's doing one of those stories I hate that I don't care about. Uh, okay, let me see. Hey, Elliot, what's going on? Do you hate Rick as much as I do? I text Siri, my husband. Don't to, uh, remind me to get a new job. No, tomorrow. I text my husband to make sure to buy a lottery ticket. It's my way out. <laughs> but if I win, you win. I'll give you a little. <laughs> to leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, there's a new thing out there $1,500. Hey, you might be interested in this called Dimpleplasty. Oh, I've heard about it. Is that it, the thing that you put in your mouth and you it like it's like a contraption on your face, or is this actual I surgery? I don't know. It's a procedure. It's minimally evasive, and it creates the appearance of natural dimples on one's cheeks. What is it? How? It's dimple plasty. It's plastic surgery. Oh. So they just now there's other dangerous methods like the do-it-yourself method. I don't recommend that. Yeah. So where you do the string in between? I don't know what this is. Dimples have long been a symbol of youth, and people are just. Clamoring to get the new dimple plasty. Dimple. I don't know that anyone in my family has dimples. That's a pretty good price, fifteen hundred bucks. That's cheap. Yeah. Doc, can you go ahead and put little dents in my cheeks? Apparently, it's cute. <laughs> Martin County man was arrested after cops said someone spotted him acting suspicious and walking around with a large piece of artwork. It's actually this big red stick figure. Okay. According to the cops in Stewart, Florida, Joshua Roach. What a name. <laughs> According to the Post, uh, officers arrived after a woman spotted Roach walking with what seemed to be two large poles. When the officer made contact with Roach, they determined the poles were part of a large piece of artwork uh, that was recently taken from a Stewart business. Photos show the artwork was a large red stick figure with a happy face. Oh, he stole their sculpture? Yep. Uh-oh. He said, when the cops asked him why he did it, he said, well, I, I like it. Oh, wow, look at it. It's mounted to the front of his truck. Tied, tied it to the grill. That's a way to do it. You steal something, and then you tie it to the grill of your car. Well, they say naked is the best disguise. <laughs> He's tied it to the grill. What possessed him to do that? You don't put it in the bed of your truck and cover it with a tarp? Right, or, or just put it in the back seat. No, he tied it to the front grill of his car to get away. He was arrested. Donald Trump. You ever wonder why every day his hair changes color? One day it's a little blonder, then it's orange, and then it's... It's been grayer lately. I I think he's going au naturel. I just thought it was the contrast with his tanner. Maybe. Well, it's not. It's not tanner or anything. He's very impatient. It takes 30... Jill, you should be able to chime in on this. Uh, It takes 30 to 45 minutes, if you do coloring, to... For color to set. For his hair. I got my hair colored last weekend and I was there for two hours. Well, you got more hair than he does yeah, too. I a lot. So the hairdresser says Trump is very impatient. He gives me 30 to 45 minutes to do this and sometimes it doesn't make it to 30 minutes. And what happens is the less you wait, the oranger the hair gets. Yeah, it doesn't oh. have time to set to get to the actual color it needs to be. And it can go from blonde to light orange to bright orange to deep dark orange, depending on how long he sits down. He doesn't sit very well. I, I get it. <laughs> I've been there. Really? Yeah, we were sitting there for, I mean, I like the girl that does my hair, so we chat, and so I'm I'm having a good time, and then I get 
put under the little heat lamp and I want to fall asleep because it's like humming and warm and then you're like, okay, and then you realize three hours have gone by and you're like, wow. all right. I'm out of Diet Coke. I'm out of here. <laughs> Hi, folks. It's your favorite president, Donald Trump. Want the beautiful head of hair like mine that you've always wanted? Then you need Just for MAGA hair coloring. It's great. It really is. And all of the dye changes color according to your mood. Are you feeling happy? Then your hair will be a nice bright orange. Wow, so nice. Are you feeling sad? Then your hair will be orange, just like mine. Just for MAGA is great. I got cut off by a Tesla while I was driving, and I got so angry, and my hair turned bright orange. <laughs> then when I got home to my wife, I found out that our son had the flu, and it made me really sad. So my hair turned bright orange. Just for MAGA is so versatile. It sure is. That I can tell you. So get the hair coloring that will have you looking like the greatest president this world has ever seen. Just for MAGA hair coloring. We are making your hair great again. In stores now. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. These people are insane. Stream it now. 1059sunnyfm.com This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.